And we are live again, WrestleFurious Podcast, episode 114, if I'm not mistaken, hosted by myself, Joe Holbert, Charlie, Big AO, everyone's favourite weekly AEW Dynamite review. Got some other stuff to get into as always, but first and foremost, please like, subscribe, super chat, any questions, any takes, any opinions, anything like that, we'll get them read out as soon as we can. Uh, hope everyone's turning on their post notifications, and I also hope everyone's having a good Thursday, starting with my fellow co-host Charlie. What's good with you today? I'm doing great. Wrestling has been so good in 2024 at the moment, and it's just been very—it's been an exciting January. I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, finally got to do another Dynamite watch along. It's been like two months since I've been able to do that, so fired up, ready to talk about it. A lot of good stuff on the show last night. Yeah, it was a good episode, man. Of course, that's what we're here to do, get into it. So we're going to do that. But first, Joe Horbert, WCW, always repping. What's going mm-hmm. on, bro? God, this is a glorious time. As everyone knows, I'm a big ratings guy. So I've spent the last hour or two just scanning through them, <laughs> comparing the numbers, kind of figuring out where we're at. And things are looking pretty positive, folks, where I'm sitting. So glory days, triumphant time here for Joe Holbert Promotions and I guess AEW, written that kind of thing. And uh, thrilled to be back on the Thursday once again. Yeah, man, happy to hear it. Ayo, uh, there's been a lot of talk the past few weeks. Uh, it's probably been, it's been beat to death, really, this bringing back the feeling. But today, as we we're about to review this episode of AW Dynamite, it feels more real than ever. What are you thinking? I was talking about co-hosts backstage. But <laughs> we are just so blessed to live in the era <laughs> That is Nicholas and Matthew Jackson, executive vice presidents of All Elite Wrestling. They've built a, a, a soon-to-be billion-dollar enterprise from the ground up with their bare hands. Them, just, just four people were involved. Only four people were involved in the creation of AEW. <laughs> Nicholas, Matthew, Kenneth, and Hangmanith. All right, just those four. Nobody else had anything to do with it, all right? And, and we've never been more back. You know, Kenny, Kenny's dealing with some things right now. He's going to be back soon, too, though. We got Hangman, we got Hangman in, in the main event, popping huge numbers, uh, post-match main event angle. We got, we, got, we got Nicholas and Matthew reminding that marks like Monty gets paid to talk about wrestling because of the work that they've done, that they've done in the in- industry, all right? So I just want to, I want to, I want to tip my cap. I want to salute them. I want to stand up and say thank you to the young bucks. So the back, the back. Some are, some are saying better than ever. You know, mm. you know, new names: Nicholas and Matthew. I'll never call them Nick. New names. Matthew. Those are their God-given names. Nicholas and Matthew Jackson came out the room with those names. <laughs> Shoe names. <laughs> Hundred percent legitimate real name, you know, the Jackson boys. <laughs> the Jackson. Right, let's uh, let's, in traditional fashion these days. Let's start with some super chat straight away. Let's do it. Get what I mean? Get what I mean? Uh, we've got like four or five to get started. So, uh, Karan, hundred rupees. Appreciate you as always. I know it all ends on March third, but I'm already negotiating in my brain how Joe can walk out with the belt. He's that good, man. Agreed. Still not the only one. Samoa Joe, man. He's a monster. He's a monster. champion. 
unfortunately, Joe, um, not Samoa Joe, but our Joe, Big Bert, reminded me that he has to leave to go film that uh, that TV show that he does. Yeah. Unless we do something about that. Unless we, unless we do something about it. Shows <laughs> ain't canceled left and right nowadays. <laughs> hey, at least one actor that can get cancelled or something, you know? You know? Shows, shows ain't canceled left and right nowadays. <laughs> man, like... Do some... You know, do some dark stuff, you know. <laughs> gotta, we gotta get it fixed, you know. We gotta get it fixed. We, gotta, we need case, to keep Joe around, you know. Karan <laughs> 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 uh, again, 100 rupees. Appreciate you again. Great to have the books back, but this promo was super vague and disconnected. I'd prefer them just wrestling because that's when they really connect. If you felt like that was vague, you were super tapped out of anything related to Twitter drama, and I am so happy for you. Because I don't think think you have to know anything about Twitter to understand what they were saying. They were just like, "Yo, let's let's get these old WWE guys up out of here." I don't, I don't, I didn't see anything vague about it. Thought it was very clear, pretty concise, funny. Thought it was a good promo. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get into it. We've got that. We've got that segment circled, you know. Uh, Mazfan eight four one ninety nine. Appreciate it. AWTV has been great this year. Excited for twenty twenty four. You have definitely got off to a strong start, man. They've got off to a strong start, you know. Samoa Joe is our world champion, you know, and uh, that's that's a good that's a good starting point, you know. When you look at a promotion, who's the top guy, you know? Who's the man with the belt? Big man Samoa Joe. There's not many people in the world I'd rather put a world title on, so. You know, yeah, and it seems like the rest is falling into place slowly but surely. You know, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I like to be optimistic about Joe Hall. But certainly, yeah, it's. Uh, I hate the like feels like AEW stuff because I think all of us have a different like description of what that actually means. Mm-hmm. With that being said, it feels a lot like AEW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I think it's best, and this is not to say that it's this sort of innocent or, you know, pure promotion by any means. I don't, I don't want to restart that ridiculousness, but mm-hmm. at its best, there is an optimism and an excitement and enthusiasm that comes with AEW that I think was very much lost to many different things that went on in 2023 and obviously the end of 2022. And I think right now there's more reason to be optimistic than there has been in quite some time, to be honest. And, I, and that's not to say the shows weren't good last year. There was stretches last year where the shows were really good. But now, I don't know, there's a, there's a freshness, there's an excitement. Obviously, I'm biased in terms of, like, the world champ. It doesn't seem like it's just a me thing, right? I think, like it suggests, that's why a lot of people feel. So, yeah, it's, it's, it really is fun right now. Uh, great start to the year for sure. Definitely. In 2023, even when AW was good or had a good episode, you were just like, "Oh, thank God, good episode this week." Let's yeah. let's 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 keep the let's keep this going. But now it's like, oh, like we we're stringing together good episodes, and we have this coming down the line, and we have this coming down the line, and we have this to look forward to in the future. Which is a lot like how we felt in 2021, 2022, mm-hmm. which uh definitely lost in 2023. So hopefully, we could keep this going. Yeah. And the key there is if if we like the direction as fans, next week if we come back and the show is just a 6 out of 10, that isn't a big deal. There are always those episodes. But it yeah. was more that people yeah. were into where the promotion was going. The problem last year was when there would be a 6 out of 10, people didn't like the direction. So it was like, 
everything's bad. And I was part of that. I think a lot of us were. Like, it was kind of, um, I mean, it was like like a roller coaster ride, right? So it feels different right now. Yeah, man, good stuff. It's a good start. Optimistic start. You know, we're only just over two weeks in, but nonetheless. Phantom FTW five pounds. Appreciate you as always. Big Joe had an amazing match with a two-year rookie, but Seth couldn't carry a former world champion without blowing his knee out. Levels to the game. It's very spiteful, Phantom. Many people are saying this though. Many people are saying this. <laughs> the knee part was probably a little unnecessary, but other than that, I mean <laughs> Big Hero Chris, $5. Appreciate you as always. AEW needs to have the king of television, Samoa Joe, break MJF's record. Ah, uh, it's fantasy. It's fantasy. I don't need Samoa Joe when I say any fighters. No, I was going to say. <laughs> 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 13 months. He'd be like, well, I mean. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so down here. <laughs> Shamar, 4.99. Appreciate you. When you see one set of footsteps in the sand, you will see that it was Tony Khan carrying me. Thank you, TK. Thank you, Joe. Fuck Phil. Fuck Jinder. Poor Jinder. Jinder I'm not gonna lie. Jinder Jinder put a target on his back when he said that who is hook thing, which was which was yeah. very funny. It was funny and it was the yeah. right thing to tweet, but doing that and then going out there and having that match, you didn't do yourself. I still haven't watched it. I you know, it's one of those things where, like, I assumed they were going to work an epic, and then I woke up to the news that it was just like a match, and I was like, "Well, that's fine." I'll, I'll just never watch. You know, tried to work an epic with like kickouts and finishes finish, and shit like yeah, that, yeah. and it was just like, "All right, bro." Yeah, so it was in the closing stretch with like the way they produced like some of the near falls. Like, they actually did get the crowd to bite on like one or two of them, at, at least one of them. So, like, from that sense, like. You it know, was the bulk of the, it, right? the, it was the, the producers issue. did what they could, you know. Yeah. Um, and obviously Seth tried to do what he could. But Jinder, man, love. It's uh, it's you know, it's with Jinder. It's because because you don't because he doesn't wrestle regularly in like recent years, and he hasn't for like a while. It's like yeah. because he's been around for so long. Like I sometimes lose track of like quite where his levels actually at because <laughs> because he's been around for so long. You start to like. I, I get disillusioned thinking that he's like this. You know, I'm sure he's a solid pro. You know, da, da, da. solid then he's pro, in just over pushed and, and got. You know what I mean? And then he's in there, it. like he was on Monday, and it's like he's stuck in the mud and shit, bro. Like, he's got he no, can't, yeah. yeah, he can't I, move. Like you know, he's just. It's a shame, you know. <laughs> I've I've never seen Jinder Mahal as like a serious wrestler, like because like when he had the world title run, I wasn't watching wrestling at all. And then you know I did see I did see um his match with Drew McIntyre that was dog shit, but um but I was like I was like you know maybe he's just like a solid hand that that fans hate because you know Twitter discourse and smarks and they want they want super workers and stuff like that he was over pushed and stuff but no bro he's he, he's a, he's a tragic professional wrestler bro he's a tragic professional wrestler I didn't even I didn't even watch the match before I started just tweeting off absolute bangers about how terrible it was. And then the next it's day, not like the next, you <laughs> the next the next Never day I work I was like you know what I was like, I was like you know what let me, let, me, let me check this out let me check this out and it was, yeah, it was dog shit bro. Uh... Anjan PN, two dollars. Appreciate you as always. It's the elite world, and everyone's living in it. Please talk that talk. 
84, appreciate you as always. 199. Uh, Mark Briscoe, win the Cope Open, then the TNT title. No complaints from me. Christian like Cage, you. Mark Briscoe would be. I like what you're thinking here. Quite the match. <laughs> yeah, because they like, like their, their straight up here. wrestling match would be great. But then imagine when the feud develops, someone they have the big bloodbath. Like, mm. yeah. Yeah. I'm Talking dirty, John. Will choosing five dollars. Appreciate it, as always. It should have been Ober versus Seth. It would be way better. Listen, I think I think Ober's Ober coming. Seth to a little song. <laughs> Is Ober a heel? Uh, yes. But oh, when he okay. came, yeah, when he yeah. came out on Tuesday, it's like it's fucking it's open. The fans are trying to turn the That's why I, I watched the promo and I was like, wait, after, he's a heel. Every clip I've seen of him is like the most awesome thing ever. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just clobbering people and being cool. <laughs> God, he's, he's meant to be like a monster heel, but he's like he's actually like better at talking than like he kind of should be this early in. You know, like he, he actually yeah, has like, he, he has some chops a little bit. You know. Um, he gets he gets being a big man, you know, trying to come across scary. Like you know, those wrestlers sometimes that some wrestlers don't get what they actually look like to other people. You know, <laughs> like they'll be like six five, two eighty, you know, and they'll just kind of carry themselves like another wrestler. You know, yeah, many. Uh, I won't yeah. name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna name any names. Yeah, I, I'm thinking of a few, but anyway, um. I hope it just gets it, brother. I hope it just gets mm-hmm. it. And he, he can carry himself properly. He talks properly. He's a crowd like him. Instead of doing yeah. what chance, they were like, he like had Ooh. his own. <laughs> yeah, like, <"Hoo!"> <laughs> like <laughs> he was beast. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm Florida. I don't know. I don't know if it's racial, but it's beast, unfortunately. <laughs> Even if it is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's oh fuck man, Obafemi, North American champion. You know that's that's what we're talking about. White turtle next jeans. You know this is he got this a chain on. Ah man, we made it anyway. Dunman's five dollars. Appreciate it. at some point in the build to revolution. Matthew Jackson is going to make a comment about we're trying to run a business here, and he's going to pop me. Oh I think God. there's there's gonna be a lot of that, but we're gonna get into it. Oh, yeah. I was gonna tweet the clip of that oh within like fourteen seconds of it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just a million fire emojis, a million yelling emojis. Yeah. I'm gonna make CM Punk. He says it. <laughs> at CM Punk. At Triple H WWE. <laughs> Just real pros running a fucking business here. Good shit, man. Um. <clears throat> we're talking about Christian Cage, which I'm going to use to segue into our AEW Dynamite review because AEW Dynamite last night, as we were saying, he, uh, good show, man. And mm-hmm. we're going to get into it right now. It did open up with a Samojo and Hook video package. And, you know, it's, it's pretty much what you expect. You know, this is a very nice, nicely yeah. put together video package. You know what I mean? And uh, But yeah, the first match of the night was the one and only Christian Cage. Defending his TNT championship against Dustin Rhodes. Let me tell you something. This was just This was just lovely, wasn't it? You know? It's two old dudes going out there, making it happen. 
you know, getting the crowd. Not straight away, but, you know, Christian's got all that heat anyway, you know. Dustin will make you a believe if you give him enough time. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, like I said, man, this is this is just lovely grabs, Joe Holbert, you know? Yeah, it was. This I mean, I think anyone who watches these shows regularly kind of had penciled you and I in to be the, the ones that were, you know, perverted about this. But I'll stick to my guns on this. I thought this was like actually good, not just pretend. Um <laughs> the leading the kind of driving force of that was was Christian Cage, who legitimately like produced an incredible hill performance. Like every single thing. It's a cliche, but anyone who's working here on that entire roster should watch what that dude does because everything he does is, like, perfect, you know? Like, when he locks up, he slightly will back up and he'll be cowardly and hesitant until there's an opening and he'll snap into it. Like, he's just great and his timing and the way he feeds a baby face, all of these things, he's still, like, one of the best in the whole world at, which is wild at 50 years old. That is crazy. Um, You could see Dustin was feeling the pace right down the stretch. You could see that. Like, he is 54 years old. <laughs> it did a little bit because he knows how to sell. If you can sell, you can kind of weaponize that, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought they had um, I thought they had a hell of a match. The false finish on the crossroads was a legitimate big one. I thought we'd actually won for a second. The crowd did too. I think he may have yeah. actually. I think Aubrey kind of free, to be honest with you. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I would like to tore up. The one thing I would say is he probably didn't need to kick out of the kill switch if he was just going to do the other kill switch and pin him. That's the, the only thing I would say. But I loved the match. It was very much to my taste and – I'm a big fan of the kind of like we get like two of these Dustin matches a year, right? These kind of like thing where he's kind of just like slotted in as a top contender and then vanishes again. I I don't know how much longer it's going to go on, but as long as it's uh, as long as he's willing to do it, I'm happy to watch. So I love the match. He's still making it happen somehow, you know. Yeah. Uh, putting over younger talent, Charlie. You know. Sure. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> this is a lovely time, Charlie. What did you make of it? I I'm not as high on it as you guys are but I did actually enjoy it like the pace wasn't like my favorite to start with but I knew it wasn't gonna be like this isn't this wasn't for me and I can fully acknowledge that but like towards the end they got me I was popping for it Dustin's one of those guys that like I don't really like it doesn't really bother me seeing him on tv but like if when I see him wrestle live I always pop for it so I feel like I'm like a bit of a I contradict myself in that respect but no I did enjoy this match when it was like like towards the end and that i think they did a pretty good job and they had the crowd man it was a loud crowd last night like yeah. they were really into this so and the bump that nick Wayne, like the way that nick wayne saw the the code red was fucking hilarious he looked like he died <laughs> it was so scene. good oh sequence on dustin and it leads up to and he gets back into the ring and he does something else mm-hmm. like i don't know where he got it from <laughs> like because in certain moments before that, he looks like, like Joe said, but like, you know, the pace was getting to him a little bit, you know, yeah. he was out there for long and he just yeah. burst into life when, when it mattered most. It's a teenager with a Canadian destroyer on the outside, <laughs> and, you know what I mean? He, there was one point where, rest. like, you could kind of see Christian, like, trying to rev Dustin up a little bit. Because he was like, he was shit talking him as a heel, but like you could see Dustin, as we said, you know, he's he's breathing heavy. He's he's more entitled to. He's fifty four, and you could see like Christian through right hand and Dustin side showing some life and coming up, and they brawled from one corner to the other. And the place they were way into it, as Charlie yeah. mentioned. So it was uh, it was cool to see the match go over for sure. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. What did you think? What did you make of the old boys out there? I don't think it was much of a secret. Um, when this match was announced, I wasn't excited. I was 
was pretty annoyed. Didn't want to see it. Didn't really care about it. Uh, you know, my my formative years of watching wrestling, what when watching Dustin Rhodes was drug addicted gold dust, bro. So I don't have the connection that Monty and Joe do because they were out here, not that they're like old or but y'all was out here watching like 92 WCW and shit. Right. So y'all, y'all know like y'all are fans of the natural Dustin Rhodes. And I, I like Dustin too, bro, but like I don't like it's it's 2024. Like I enjoyed him in the beginning of AEW and all that. But he, he pulled me wrong with this match, bro. Like I I liked it a lot. Like this was this was a lot of fun. Like this was like classic babyface versus heel shit. And the crowd, the crowd got really into it. I was biting on the near falls, bro. Like I stood up on that crossroads. Like I thought, I was like, there's no way they put the title <laughs> on him, bro. And not even in like in a mad way, in like an amazed way. I was like, he he actually did it, like. But I I, I really enjoyed this shit. I, it was it was a good match. It was a good match. It doesn't prove me wrong. Yeah, Christian Cage, man. He's uh, he's got a fair few good defenses under his belt, hasn't he? At this point. You know? This this is the best ma- uh, run of Christian Cage's career, bro. Yeah, he's incredible right now. Yeah, he, the WrestlePurist promo of the year uh, 2023. Mm-hmm. Christian Cage. True. Christian yeah. Cage. That's what many of them call him. You know. One of the yeah. few workers who didn't put us over on Twitter after winning his award. I don't think he's he tweeted in not two years. I don't think he's tweeted in not two years. I haven't seen him tweet for a while. No. I think he tweeted somewhat recently, but he comes back like once every six months to fire off the tweet. Respect. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the real way to do it. Yeah, the correct approach to yeah. social media. Oh, anyway. God bless Christian Cage and natural Dustin Rhodes. Um, but yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Swerve Strickland backstage interview. Uh, he's asked about the world title match later tonight. Uh, he says he's got his eyes on it. He's got eyes everywhere. Uh, he's laser focused. Talks about Hangman a little bit. He says... That if God, what, what did he say? If God came down on earth, he said, if God came down on earth and challenged everybody to beat him, I truly think Haming Adam Page could do it. And he I still beat. won. Yeah. yeah like, but he still can't beat me or something like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, man, so up stage, letting his intentions known again. He's got his eyes on the prize, the AEW World title. And uh, yeah, we'll get, we'll get. Back to that a little bit later. Uh, Chris Jericho backstage interview. Um, Jericho was asked about getting screwed out of the tag titles at Battle of the Bouts on Saturday. Uh, Jericho called out to Keshta and Hobbs before he was interrupted by Matt Sidell, who, yeah, Sidell challenged him to a match. Nice to see Sidell getting on TV, I guess, you know. Uh, Chris, yeah, the, the Chris Jericho segments when they come up on these reviews is always kind of, you know. But yeah, it seems like we're getting more Like walking into scene to do callbacks to like 2010 WWE is unhinged. And I say that's someone who loves Matt Sidal, but like the way I they did it, like it, was a, like it was a very natural thing, you know? Oh, it's Matt Sidal. <laughs> I was very happy to see Matt Sidal. Talking yeah. about Sidell. someone who beat you before. Like, right, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right, I, don't, I don't want to like debate the morality of Chris Jericho being on TV every time that he pops up because you know we've we've given our stances on it. It's just gonna get redundant. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk about the quality of the shit that he's doing right now. It's bad, bro. It's bad. I don't I don't why why are him and why is like the Gerald Callis verse still going on? What is the end goal to this? Are they trying to go all the way to double or nothing for anarchy in the arena? 
Like, oh, is that what's going on right now, bro? Because this is this is terrible. I can't have Will Ospreay coming into AEW and being just surrounded by this filth, bro. This this sucks. Yeah, they have well, to. I'm afraid. Some bad news. I've got some bad news. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Is it's bad enough for like in its own contained universe, but if you use it to immediately pull your big new signing down, that is like actually really unfortunate. Legitimately, it's almost certainly what they're going to do. Well, I, I concede on that, but that's a mistake. Yeah, I'm both uh, excited and terrified for Osprey to come in. It's going to be a ride. Did you guys see that in his? Uh, I think it was with Sports he did one of the interviews that Joe did. Um, he said he wants to wrestle Will Ospreay. My brain like exploded at like just the thought yeah. of this match. <laughs> like a twelve minute Joe Osprey match. They just beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, that sounded interesting. Yeah, we'll see where it goes, but we're not hoping it goes anywhere too far into the distant future. It's <laughs> fair to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick super chat. So, Jizzle four ninety nine. Appreciate you. Shout outs to Wrestle Purist for cultivating a space where it's okay to love. Only like thirty percent of what both WWE and AEW do. Um, yeah, I think, I think we are. We're slowly getting there. I don't think it's ever to get that perfectly balanced on the internet, you know. Um, but yeah, man, we got we got we got WWE fans, we got AEW fans, we got fans of both. You know, we are WCW fans. Yeah, we're, we're out here, brother. We're out here. Yeah. You know, um, we got the largest Josie Joshi Puro podcast on YouTube. Yeah. We're doing, we're doing our thing, bro. We're doing our thing. Yeah. Shout out Wrestle Purist, man. Good like guys it. over there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Chris Jericho backstage interview. Orange Cassidy and Trent Beretta defeat Penta El Zero Miedo and Commander. Uh, Ray Phoenix was back. He accompanied these guys mm-hmm. in the ring. Uh, so it's nice to see him. Looking forward to seeing him in the ring again. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Um. But yeah, man, this is a lot of action, as expected. Uh, you know, there was there was some doubts going into the match whether Trent and Orange would be able to glue and be as good as they normally are when they tag together. And, you know, Orange Cassidy, well, he, he saved Trent at one point before hitting his Orange Punch and going home for the finish. So they're on the same page. I don't think anyone's too surprised about that. I don't think anyone was expecting like, an Orange Cassidy heel turn or something. A Trent one, I don't know. Mm. Um Maybe, you know, Trent, mm. Trent can be a dick when needed, you know? <laughs> it kind of feels like that's where we're going. Eventually. Does, yeah. I'd be up for it's, a Trent yeah. heel turn. Trent was the guy here who was working heel. Yes. Now, that may just be because, look at the match, he kind of has to, right? Like, mm-hmm. he has to be the guy who kind of plays that role. But the announcers did play it up a little bit, and he was kind of messing with the audience in that way. I don't know... It's one of those things. Where, <laughs> um, he drives in a black man instead of a white yeah, one. Also, I know. think Trent's in-ring performances have earned like him being in the rotation as much as he has been as of late. I think he's been good almost every time called upon. I'm intrigued as to what the idea would be if he's turning. Like what that looks like. You know, what role do they want to play? Where is he going to be on the card? Is he going to be generally in AEW? You're paired with someone, right? Like who's yeah. he going to be lumped together with in a faction or a group, whatever it may be. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm intrigued. As for the match, it was fun. I mean, this is something we've talked about a lot. What is a you know good version of AEW? In ring variety is a big part of that, right? We want it to all feel like it exists in the same world, but we still want to have that stylistic range so that you can go from a Dustin Rhodes WCW match to Commander being out there, you know, wherever it may be, and that's that's part of the fun. So 
oh, this match did that. And uh, yeah, the Trent thing is intriguing, but a nice match uh, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, a nice match to keep AEW Dynamite going along. Uh, Ayo, watching this on the watch along, what did you think of this? Fun tag, fun tag. I enjoyed it. Um, got a little awkward towards that finish there. You know, they went out there, they threw the ball around a little bit. Oh, um, I'm interested what a what a heel Trent looks like too. Yeah. Is there is there upward mobility on the car for Trent? And I'm I'm a big fan of Trent Bell to Bell, but I can't. Mean, he's not exactly like a star, and I don't think he has. The, right. I don't think he has the tools to become a star or anything like that. But in ring, I I I adore Trent. So um, yeah, it was, it was a good match. I was happy to see Phoenix back. Hopefully, he gets to. Wrestle again soon. I miss Lucha Bros. Mix Phoenix's singles performer. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Uh, Charlie, what do you think the ceiling for a heel Trent Barretta is? Um, if he beats the piss out of everyone how he was commander, I'll enjoy the matches <laughs> because that was brutal. <laughs> Command like Pen uh, like did his hot tag and all that and like it was a fun match but Pen uh, Commander took a fucking beating and it was it was honestly very beast to be honest like I thought he did a great job uh, bumping and selling for him but yeah no I thought this was a lot of fun Trent is a hill I don't and where do you put him because like it's it's an interesting one because of I don't know why but I could genuinely like. It kind of feels like they're setting Trent up as Orange Cassidy's first um, program once he drops the international belt again. That's kind of feels like what they're trying to set up here to me, um, which is interesting. We'll see if that's something they actually do or not. I feel like that could be quite interesting because obviously the best friends have so much history in AEW. But what faction yeah. do you put him with? He's going to end up with uh, Undisputed Kingdom. I don't know why, but I can just see that happening if they lose Wardlow, if they pull the trigger on that. So, we'll yeah, see. I don't, I don't think it would stun me too much because, yeah, that would be kind of the thing you think about if you are AEW. It's like, okay, if you do turn Trent Hill and you really want to like make something of it, now, of course you do something with Orange and it'll keep Orange Cassidy as <laughs> one of you, like, you know, a star that you focus on. It keeps him busy after he drops his belt. But it's like, It'd be then what, you know, like after, yeah. you know, like after yeah. after the Trent Orange feud, it'd be like then what. So, seeing him pop up in the Undisputed Kingdom, if Wardlow honestly, makes his like, way out of that, that's a terrible not, show. It's not exciting and probably isn't worth doing all the turn for. But if you could get Rocky to work most Wednesdays, having him in Trent <laughs> as a heel tag team would be pretty nice. Mm. Like, yeah, I would, I would enjoy that. Rocky is a great in ring heel. You know, most of his yeah. AEW run, he's been. He's been a babyface yeah. guest, yeah. basically. But I don't know. That would I think that would help. We always talk about the tag division, but having a heel Rapongi Vice to work with a top flight, for example, yeah, like I think that would be very beneficial to the to the to the division. So that's probably not the most exciting idea, but I, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I think if it nothing else, Trent will have a new list of opponents right once he turns. Absolutely. You know, it feels like him and Lethal are kind of going to flip, and so it seems like Lethal's going to go the other way, and then you just. You know, they probably gave him yeah. the same role, just on opposite sides of the roster, basically. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, after the match, they're interrupted. Talking about the best friends, of course, they're interrupted by the Undisputed Kingdom, Ruddy, and the Kingdom. And uh, yeah, Ruddy, Ruddy lets it know, you know, face to face, he's here, face to face. Start Orange Cassidy is coming for the AEW International title. He claims that Orange Cassidy is scared. 
he starts screaming at him, telling him to take his glasses off. Um, what else did we get here? Um, yeah, Orange Cassidy was down to do the match right here and now. He, he was ready to go, bro. You know, it looked like it was going to happen. Then Roddy, of course, in typical heel fashion, was like, nah, we're not doing it tonight. Uh, we're going to do it at Revolution. So, yeah, man, we're about five, six weeks out from Revolution. Mm-hmm. But we have our AEW international title match, it seems. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it, man. Orange Cassidy, of course, you know, uh, we've said many times on these AEW Dynamite reviews, like, Oh, so much Cassidy match, man. You know, good little match. But um, so we are, we are of Orange Cassidy and Roderick Strong. I just, I love Roddy, man. I love seeing Roddy wrestle. You know, he's not my favorite promo in the world, not my favorite character in the world. Big fan of the mustache, big fan <laughs> of the mustache. But when that bell rings, brother, you know, I'm all in. I'm all in, Joe yeah. Hall. But yeah, me too. I will say that. While I'm excited for the match, this is probably one of the few things on the show that I didn't leave, like, super positive. Um, the segment itself, like, you know, you said it. I mean, everyone knows why I think Roderick's strong, but, you know, you need to be careful for giving him the live microphone. I mean, yeah, they he got they heat. Him out there to die. Yeah, like, he gets heat, but it doesn't always feel quite like the heat you'd be looking for, especially for this group. Um, so I didn't love the segment. And also, and this is a small thing, but, like, do we really have to like wait till March third to do this thing? Like, do we really yeah. have to? Like, yeah. Not. I don't that feels like a little bit. Yeah, and also, even beyond just the date part of it, like on t- on a TV episode, this would be the TV main event. Mm-hmm. On a four hour pay per view that has Sting's retirement and a world title change, most likely, it's like it feels like this is the per- the belt you do. You know, you have the switch on a TV to me anyway. So yeah. I don't know. I found that to be like it's not that I'm like mad at it, or you know, but I just kind of left it going. I don't know. I didn't love that kind of outcome of all of this. Um, but I think the match will be great because it's Roderick Strong versus Orange Cassidy. So no yeah. doubt about that. I think the, the title change, if it indeed happens, I, I think it will, will be good for all involved. So yes. I'm positive on the direction, just kind of like the way it's been framed isn't my favorite, I guess. Yeah, Charlie, six weeks is a long time, isn't it, for uh, yeah. I guess yeah, I literally said... Total feud. Yeah. <laughs> I said yeah. on the uh, watch along, I was just like, man, I hope they don't wait till a revolution to run this. And then Roddy said, we're going to do this at revolution. I was like, sick. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I don't like, yeah. as much as I'm excited for the match, it's going to be like the fourth match on the card at revolution. Like Joe was like saying, right. like, it's a TV main event and it will hit like better. It will be better yeah. received, I think. But, um, so- what the fuck are they going to do for six weeks? That's my question. They're Is he going to not... wrestle like Mike Bennett and like Matt Taylor? Like, Yeah, I mean, I assume they'll do like a trio because the dynamic isn't... Um, you were looking at it on the surface anyway. Maybe we'll be wrong, but the dynamic doesn't look like something that has six weeks worth of depth. No. Right? I mean, it's Roddy yelling orange over and over and orange kind of standing there. So <laughs> yes. it's, you know, it's not really something you have to delve into much, but maybe the, maybe that's where Trent plays in. Maybe the Trent turn is along mm. the way. I don't know. Um yeah, we'll see, I guess. I mean, we'll cover it along the way here. But especially with Collision and Dynamite, six weeks is like, folks, you know, go back six weeks on AEW TV and look how long ago that feels, you know? Like, it's, it's a while, so we'll see. I genuinely thought they were just going to be like, let's do it on Collision, and I was ready for it. And then he said Revolution. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm glad I'll be there for it because I'll fucking love it. But man. Oh, it'll be killer. Yeah, it'll be killer. Just a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as Joe was mentioning as well, the... The group, 
just it don't it's not quite as a big time heel faction as you'd hope no. it to feel. You know, it's, it's not, not dead. It's far, it's far from dead. Um, <laughs> you know, but you know, no, this is you know they literally just did a big world title picture. You know, like reveal in the, at the end of a pay per view. Um, yeah, when it already kind of feels. I just don't know. Um, it's very tough Max. without Adam, obviously. Yeah. And Max, right? You haven't got Max there, so, but it's like... I feel like I doing a title switch would be... Doing a title switch sooner than later would help how this group yeah. is yeah. perceived a I lot. I agree. Um, like, I, I, I do appreciate that AEW is going out of their way to build towards revolution. Like, they, they know they're going to do 15, 16, 17K. Like, they're going out of their way to do, like, this long build towards revolution. For they sure. started the world title early. They're starting the international title early. They're starting the uh, tag titles early. Um, they're doing the women's title. Like I'm sure the Deanna Prazo match is going to end up being on Revolution now too. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't think I don't I don't think every single title has to be up for Revolution. Like there has to be a, a branded Dynamite coming up within these six weeks. Like AEW Dynamite, blah blah blah. We could make this the main event and make an event out of it. Um, I don't. I don't think waiting six weeks is is the way to go here, but I'm I'm gonna hope for the best. Like like I said earlier, they kind of left they kind of left my nigga Roddy out there to die with that microphone, bro. Like that was. I think people in AEW think. I think people in AEW think like yeah, Roddy segment. He's gonna shout the names, <laughs> you know, call and response, you know. <laughs> I, I think they think it's fire, you know. Give that mic to the Chafin for a little bit, bro. Let him, yeah. let him say a couple words. Like, I don't know. It, it could have been better. But I don't think I don't think it was like a train wreck or anything like that. It was just like a no, one of the noticeable low points in a really good dynamite. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It is quite funny that they're doing these long builds for like arguably the one pay-per-view of the year that they don't need to do it for. They've already got the house. They've sold people on this show because it's Sting's retirement. Yeah, Like, this is not the pay-per-view you need to have a really long, solid build for. It's really interesting because, you know, the last... The close of 2023, we had all the, you know, the, the monthly pay-per-views, right? And it's mm-hmm. really interesting watching them go back to this, but they're kind of doing it at the pace as though the pay-per-view is sooner. It's going to be interesting... February will be very interesting, I think, in terms of, like, can they keep the ball rolling or will it kind of hit the wall a little bit early because they've got so long? It'll be, I don't know, because, it's. I mean, as you said, a lot of this is lined up already, which is very rare for them, so. I was just about to say about that. I had an argument about this with Murph in the group chat earlier. Murph is always going to... He's gonna argue the case for the uh, for the fleet, you know. But anyway, um, look at me putting up all these free live chats. You know? <laughs> Go but the message of me abusing the private private <laughs> chat for it, you know. Keep the, keep the super chats coming, man. Big yeah, keep, on, keep the super chats coming. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom, on that point, the... okay, quickly. So the other the other night, I had I had Ivo on the whole house show, and I go. Folks, any questions? Get them in. And I thought, hold on. Why get paid on WrestlePurist Super Jets? And I'm doing a free QA with Ibu of WrestlePurist. <laughs> Anything that was about fucking Julia, Mercedes, <laughs> Rock, Cody, I said, no, nope, I'm not doing it. <laughs> 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 Favorite WCW match? I'll answer that one. That's fine. You know, like, I, 
business brain clicked in. So good call, Monty. Good call. <laughs> what about the bottom line, you know? Um, Absolutely. The good guys won. We officially beat the NBA head to head. Thank you, Nicholas. Thank you, Matthew. I was just going to start tweeting them like every, you know, like Montez tweets every day. God, he's good. <laughs> yeah. yes. I was just going to tweet thank you <laughs> at the Young Bucks. Like, I would, I could, that's a gimmick I could get into if they were still on Twitter, but they've yeah. they've left. They don't, they don't even run their Twitter account oh, anymore. That's, I, uh, that's unfortunate. Super sticker from Wavy. Thank I appreciate you. Super sticker Wavy. Yeah, get, get, get the super stickers, super chats. <laughs> Will Chisholm, four, five pounds, five dollars. <laughs> I had like a brain freezer. <laughs> Will Chisholm, five dollars. What is the end game? What is the end game of all these Chris Jericho stuff? Remember, this all started with Kenny, Don, and Takeshi. <laughs> I'm terrified this is really going to Anarchy in the arena. Takeshi being a big hill, it's almost six months. Well, it's it seems scary for It seemed like Jericho was focusing on Takeshi in particular for some kind of gimmick match. That's what it seemed like he was saying. To me, anyway, I don't know what the. Fuck? I just hope it isn't another um, barbed wire situation because Ooh. it it took Ed a year to cut recover from the other one. So. <laughs> oh man, man, when he last then chased him and threw is, him into the. That was a nasty night on tour. That was that that night. Night. <laughs> oh my god! I, generally, oh my god, if I go that was live, a nasty night. If I go live after Dynamite, it's usually like a triumphant thing. Like, let's talk about how good that show was. That night I went live just like, please help me, guys. I need, I need answers to my questions. <laughs> I just sat there on my own, like, threw my hands up. Like, what? And everyone was saying they're going to wrestle again. They did not. He just beat him. No. That was it. And I didn't want them to wrestle again, bro. I was like, yo, no. please just get these two away from each other. Yeah. It was a shame. Their, their revolution match was so good, too. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Adam Page. Backstage interview, uh, safe. Our um, our results writer for AW Dynamite has said Paige looking more like Magnum TA. Mm-hmm. Good spot because yeah. he did. <laughs> Speaking of such, Monty, are you aware that Magnum TA and Greg Garnier both said the Young Bucks are the perfect opponents for Darby Allen and Sting at AEW Revolution? Are you aware of that? I know, boy. This is this true? true. Look at our podcast Magnum now. Magnum TA watches Graps. Uh- like and like, I've, it's actually I've, awesome how that dude watches grabs for real. I've always been a Magnum TA you fan. Have? You guys, you guys know this. You guys know I've stand Magnum TA since a youth. Oh, uh, what's the name of the other guy, Joe? It was Greg Gagne. Uh, I mean, I oh, Greg Gagne. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Oh, what a what a worker. Yeah. What a guy. Yeah. What a whatever he does. Right, he's, he's coaching great. the game. Yeah, that's coaching the game. It ruled, Tessa like, Blanchard's was... awesome. I, I've never said a bad word about does. Tessa Blanchard. Um, oh, my God. What a, what a group of people. They, they were doing, like, I can't remember what they were talking about, and Magnum goes, anyone catch Dynamite last night? Pop me huge. <laughs> Look, he's just, just sitting there watching the grass, bro. That's what it's all about. Beautiful. I love it. That's incredible. He loves it. Yeah, um, Shout out to us for $4. Appreciate it. Jericho got to give take his win back. And go away until double or nothing. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> Bro, I, I I can't, I won't say a lot, but I will just say if you think Will Ospreay is saving this, don't have high hopes. For some, allegedly, Will mm. Ospreay feels like Jericho made him at all in. 
which is very unfortunate. Mm. Which is very unfortunate. That's Jericho awful. should be thanking Osprey for that all in match, bro. Not the yes. other way around. Did Osprey not listen to the did he not listen to the bit when he came out? Like they were already yeah, like, mm. Some wrestlers, see, this is the thing, folks. Is this what we've learned? Is creative freedom can be great, but it can also be very dangerous. You have to be, yeah. you have to be very careful. Some wrestlers can't help themselves. Like some people, say. like, if this is the case, I'm not saying it is, but if it's the case that Osprey's like, oh my god, I love Jericho, would love to work a program with him when I come in. You know, somebody has to be like, the fuck you are, bro, and this yeah. is what you're gonna do. This is what you're gonna do. This is what you're gonna do. Like, just take the ball away from some of these guys. <laughs> Yeah, man. Real? <laughs> Real like shit. Revolution. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Uh, Hangman also got his eyes on the AEW World title. He said uh, that bout has meant more to him than anyone in anyone else. It's meant to in AEW. Um, he's hell-bent on being AEW World Champion again. He's living rent-free in Swell Strickland's head. And... Um, yeah, man, he, 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 he's another one. Sam is keeping his eyes on the prize. Next. Ah, oh, this was very special. Mark Briscoe comes out. Of course, it's been one year and one day today since the very tragic passing of Jay Briscoe in a car accident. Uh, obviously, very heartbreaking. But, um, of course, it's it's very nice to see Mark Briscoe come out. So, just from there. A thumbs up, but Mark Briscoe comes out and you know he discusses that today has been one year since his passing, and you know everyone knows that he passed away in a truck accident. And his nieces, obviously, uh, Jay's daughters were in the car with him. And I, I remember like when it first came out, it was like one of the things a lot of people were worried about, you know, like how how were his daughters getting on because obviously Jay passed and that was tragic, but his daughters weren't in, you know, daughters, Mark's nieces were not in a, you know, the greatest shape and. Apparently, Mark was saying on the stage last night that one of them, the oldest one, was told that she may never walk again. But, however, through the power of God and all that is holy, she walks out on stage and had this really nice moment with more members of the family. they got more members in the family in the crowd as well. Mark raises a hand. It's very emotional and just wholesome and just a really, really nice moment. And uh, maybe this is kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Recency bias. Maybe this is recency recency bias, but this might be my favourite AEW moment ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might be my favourite thing the promotion's ever done. And it was just yeah, Marcus go out there, discovery, you know. I think, you know, unfortunately wrestling is so, um, wrestling is kind of used to tragedy right it's a really it's a sad thing that we kind of feel Mm -hmm. as fans and i think it's been really wonderful for this last couple weeks that with both brody and and jay you know ensuring that we continue to remember you know it's it's like life goes on and certainly wrestling does i mean there's a million shows every week but it's always important because there's a lot of memories there um, with Jay in particular, it's it's strange. I still kind of bounce around between whether or not it feels real or not. Um, mm-hmm. I can't figure out this week if it feels like it's been a year or mm-hmm. if it feels like it's been less than or more than because it doesn't. It still hasn't quite computed. Um, but but what I would say is just, I think anyone who ever followed Jay Briscoe's career can, would you know took great kind of pride. I think is the word in like 
how awesome is it that his legacy is being held up the way it has been? You know, like it's yeah. really yeah. special. Yeah. Uh, so it was very moving. Wrestling is a unique beast in that, like, something incredibly real can just kind of occur in the midst of this, like, fantasy world that we all enjoy. You know, like, wrestling is kind of one of one in that way, right? Like, in the middle of this show, they're saying that's so real, so raw, and so human. Very, very moving. It was, uh, I mean, everyone knows I cry everything, but it was when the video package followed up, it was like, good lord, you're, I'm already crying. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to make it worse, you know? So I just, yeah, it was very powerful. I coast on what you said, and I just I miss I miss Jay greatly as a fan. But I'm so thrilled to see that his family is is rebuilding the way they are. Yeah, it was it was like you said. There was something there was something powerful about seeing like the family like united together like that. You know, um, a wonderful moment, Charlie. It was. I'm so glad that Jay's daughters got to come out and be part of that moment with Mark and like seeing that they've recovered so well and that they're still able to have such a good quality of life after what was such a horrific accident. It just really moved me. It made me cry on stream. So yeah. like, like they really got me with that. But I'm really glad that AEW. So I never doubted that they would care as much to like keep like honoring him in such a way. But I'm really glad that. They were given time to do this and they gave the moment time to breathe because they played the video package then they went to an ad break as well so it was really mm-hmm. well placed in the show and it was just it was just a really really heartfelt good moment i'm glad that they were able to do it yeah absolutely beautiful stuff uh Ayo? like joe said um i really struggle with like thinking this is real because yeah. Jay Briscoe is just somebody who's always been around professional wrestling. Like the idea that I've seen him wrestle like a, a new match for the last time is like impossible for me to wrap my head around. Mm-hmm. Like you see, and then his name comes up, like you hear the reach for the sky boys. And then Jake Briscoe flashes across the screen. You're just like, Oh yeah, the Briscoes are coming out. It's just like, no, bro, you're never going to see the Briscoes wrestle again. It's, it's really unfortunate, especially in a situation that's so, avoidable like this like a, a fucking car accident after his daughter's soccer practice um but there was there was definitely comfort to be had in seeing that him and his uh his brother and mark and his daughters were able to sit there and smile and and laugh on the stage together and, and celebrate um jay's life it was really beautiful the the package was really beautiful um rest in peace jay briscoe there is a moment in that package, which, as you said, is beautiful and is a wonderful piece. And it, there's a moment where it kind of flashes between, like, you know, some of the famed foes of the Briscoes, right? And, like, the guys that – and we talk a lot on this channel about that kind of golden generation of guys. Like, this show was main evented by Samoa Joe, you know? Like, mm-hmm. how many of those guys are still yeah. at the top of the game? And it does kind of give you some perspective on like, – and I think we try and stress this a lot. I know I talk about it a lot. It's like – it's always good to have perspective on whoever your guys or girls are. Like you have to enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. You know, we get caught up in a lot of the bullshit and we all do. We're all guilty of it. But like whoever your favorite pro wrestlers are, you need to be enjoying when that guy or gal is wrestling, you know, because it, because anything can happen, right? That's it's life, right? So it's like, anything. you see there's the, again, there's like 10 seconds of that Jay Briscoe video where it's like, you see these guys one after another that we get to see on TV still. And you have to take, make the most of that. Cause this, you know, that generation in particular is not going to be doing this forever on the, on the national stage. 
We've still got them. They're still rocking it. We're about to talk in a minute about a main event of this show that was led by one of those guys and whoever else, you know, like whoever your guys are, make the most of them. Um, if there's one thing I think that a lot of us with Jay, it's like his most famous work came in 2022. And so a lot mm-hmm. of us had the chance to really celebrate yeah. the Briscoes. And yeah. I think that is, you can't take, you know, you can't really turn a positive around saying as tragic as that. But I think as fans, there's something to be said for that. And, and I think there's a lesson to be learned too. So I don't know. I'm rambling, but. Oh, there's uh, a lot of truth to what you just said, bro. Like a report just came out a month ago, less than a month ago. Kenny Omega almost fucking died. Yeah. From this divergence, bro. Like we almost lost Kenny recently. Yeah. So like. Just appreciate appreciate your guys and girls. Appreciate them. Yeah, definitely. That's what Joe said. It's like the journey's everything. And I think like being a massive Briscoes fan, it's kind of like you always kind of because it was the Briscoes and they were so raw, it was always like, Oh, they, they don't need T V, you know. Right. It was a charm know, to it. Yeah. There was always it doesn't matter how much of a like day one or new briscoes on you are, there's always gonna be like even if that was your stance on it, like, there would be like that little part of it like it'd be nice to see him get like that one pop or something, you know, oh, like sure. and see him like get that chance to like see what what would it even look like like the briscoes on like the big stage, you know? And I know it was like they made kind of the big stage themselves, which is kind of a testament to like what they did in their careers a lot. Like they would be like the match on a show, you know, mm-hmm. on an indie show, an R eight show, so many countless times. And uh, you know, with that with that FTR series on those R H pay per views, like they brought back that feeling multiple times, you know. And as you said, we got to really celebrate them on a more like worldwide level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, tragically, only like what a month before Jay's eventual passing. So, you you at least got to see, you know, kind of what you had hoped for for yeah. them, even if you was only kind of hoping to see it once. And it was probably better than anyone could have expected because, you know, right. it's a bit like that third match is like still, you know, yeah, and it one came of about last minute. Ever, so. you know, it has such a it's such a unique thing because it came about so last minute, but it's like. I posted yesterday the picture from the uh, the Nara and New Japan show, you know, where they where they mm-hmm. tri- pay tribute to Jay, and it's like I do think that is in a, in a kind of that really encapsulates even with you know unique careers and and they didn't reach the major stage in the states necessarily. That tag team had a serious impact. Jay Briscoe had a serious impact because one of the biggest shows in Japanese wrestling last year led with that, you know, that image. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I think, you know, it's, it's easy to focus on what wasn't, but as you just kind of beautifully put, Monty, it's, there was a lot that was too. There was uh, there was Ring of Honor shows that frankly had no reason to exist if they weren't featuring a Briscoe's <laughs> match. Yeah. There's a match, really, I've talked really. about it before on here, there's a match with Dragon Liam Roosh at the 2300 arena in Philly. And like, this is one of the most like miserable TV tapings ever. Like it's so dark. There's no one there. This is like, you know, the real low of ring of honor, like summer 2019, that range. And the atmosphere is terrible. And they just, these four guys will this match into feeling like a ring of honor match. And the place is rocking. And it's like, cause that's what they do, man. That's the magic. Like, it will always be, you know, it was always going to be a Ring of Honor show if they were on the card. Even if everything else on that show you did not want to be watching and no one in the building wanted to be watching, at some point 
reach the sky, but you know, and, and and we'd be off and running. So, yeah, there's there's a, thankfully there's a lot to delve into. If you're not someone who's seen a lot of the Briscoes work, you got you're in for a treat. There's 20 years of it to to dig mm-hmm. into. So, I recommend that for sure. So many like hidden gems as well that like even yeah. like the biggest Briscoes fans haven't seen because, as Joe said, they've had such a big impact on the industry. Like they've literally been everywhere, bro. You know, like so. There's hidden, there's hidden gems from like you know from Japan from fucking yeah. sixteen years ago. Like, do you know what I mean? So, um, they were pretty good. You know, yes, <laughs> they were pretty, they were pretty good. And uh, Mark is still just tremendous. One of my Man. favorite people on TV. You know, yeah, genuinely one of my favorite um, wrestlers in the world. Like, still yeah. always, you know. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Charlie said, it. I, I I did actually appreciate it as well, but the the the, the, the video package after then went straight into an ad break to kind of let the moment breathe, especially like coming back from the ad break to do the the young book sit down yeah. interview with Renee, you know. So that would have been a, that would have been quite a lot jarring to go straight into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, since 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 we are <laughs> um, young books, they are back. They are back. Uh, they've got targets set on Sting on Derby. Mustaches looking glamorous as ever. Uh, looking just like pricks, you know. Um, <laughs> Nicholas, Nicholas, and Matthew Jackson, you know. And, uh, always, always pop as well when like I know everyone's everyone's kind of talking and popping about like the little like the, the hints and like well, pretty blatant hints and uh, whatever toxic ex superstars and all those kind of lines but like, I just kind of pop for when heels talk to Renee like she's a prick you know <laughs> <laughs> because Renee is so like beloved by like everyone and even if you don't like love her you at least like like who hates Renee bro like no yeah. one mm-hmm. you know like no one hates Renee you know everyone at least like tolerates her at the very very least so uh, when someone's kind of just like condescending or just like a prick to it, just always kind of pops, man. especially in the way that like Nicholas and Matthew were. Um, but yeah, it seems like with the direction for this new Nicholas and Matthew characters is going to be kind of, uh, you know, hinting at the bullshit from Twitter over the past couple of years, being really pretentious, stuck up executive voice presidents. Uh, they're going to throw that in our faces. And uh, I thought I thought they kind of I thought the play, I thought they juggled all the different elements of that pretty well in this sit down promo. It's kind of what I was hoping it would be when I saw that we'd hear from the young books like last week whenever it was announced. Um, but yeah, me, me and Joe spoke about it a couple of times already. But like I said, they juggled the elements quite well here, very well, as well as I would like, you know. But I think this this new. This new character direction, he can he could either he can produce some brilliant stuff, but it also could produce some like he could it could get spooky, you know. But in the yeah. meantime, I think I'm going to enjoy this quite a lot, Joe. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think it's one of those things where we're both a little wary of where it could go, and we and it's a fine line to walk. But I did think they walked it well here, um, and it's also a case where you hope. Now that because you know with a clear target, and now they've got the first one in the that you can kind of lock in more on that in that direction. There mm-hmm. are also let's be real, there are some older fellas that you could you could write off TV to get this gimmick over too, right? I mean, I think mm. that's you know that's kind of looming. Um, 
see, I thought it went well. I liked it. I think we all agreed that they needed like a new approach, right, in terms of the way they were presented. And this feels like they've embraced that. They're going in a clear direction. And I thought this was a good start to that. Absolutely. I, I like the segment. Yeah, man, it's good stuff. Ayo, I know you've been fired up for the past 23 hours, I want to say, something like that. Yep. <laughs> talk, talk. Those that have seen my face, they know that I've got a got a glorious beard. No longer, no longer does AO have a beard. I now have a pencil mustache. I am emulating my goats, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. Um, I just want to thank them. I want to thank them for providing us with the healthy wrestling industry single-handedly, well, dual-handedly. I want to thank them for letting scumbags like Renee Paquette be able to feed her her her, her family. I want to thank them for for tricking the universe into thinking that Tony Khan is a serious somebody. Because while he's out there tweeting the match graphics and making the announcements and and, and reaping all the awards, you know who's in the, who's really in the field doing all the work, getting things done at All Elite Wrestling? Do you know, Monty? It's Matthew and Nicholas Jackson, you mark, all right? You get to sit here. You get to sit here in front of how many people? 240 people doing your little dynamite review. Not once have you thanked Matthew. Not once have you thanked Nicholas for the opportunity to make money talking professional wrestling. Do you know what you would be doing right now? Right now on a, on a Thursday night? If, if all the wrestling didn't exist, Monty, you'd probably be doing drugs. But look at you. Now you're making content. You're making content. You're making money. All right? Because of them. Because of the work that they put in. Because of the almost 20 years that they've been on the grind so this could be possible. I've said my piece. I hear you, man. <laughs> I don't think you do. Uh, Charlie, I believe you you may even be a little bit more excited than I am. Oh, we are so back. I will not stop saying it. I say it all the time about the box, anytime they do anything. But Nicholas and Matthew Jackson, they were dickheads in this segment in the best way possible. Yes, they lent into all of it, like all of the stuff, exactly how I was expecting them to. And I was so thankful that this was a sit down and they didn't open with Brandon, are we live? Because I might have just I might have just given up right there and then on this new gimmick, to be honest. <laughs> but no, they went straight in with a sit down and they did exactly what they had to do. I'm not overlooking the Sting and Derby match because that would it'd be dumb to do that but you guys know how i get when it comes to fantasy booking the elite this is how we get to edging christian reuniting and we are getting that ec enc versus young bucks match and hey man if they want to run it all in i think that's quite the stage for it i think that is where we need to go and like i think people like top fly uh private party I'm going to say Aussie Open. I don't want to talk. We're not talking about Aussie Open right now, but those should be the three main teams that are fighting to be the ones to end the Young Bucks reign because they, it will need to be a young tag team that does it because mm. of it's basically turning the gimmick on the Bucks. Like you guys keep talking about you need to get rid of all the old guys and all this and that. Out with the old and in with the new. Like it's the young guys' turn now. Like this is where we're heading. I think. I feel. I'm very confident that this is where we are going. But I'm so excited for the Revolution match because it's going to be incredible. This Young Bucks run could be something special. Very fired up, if you couldn't tell. Yeah, hopefully hopefully it will. 
be the start of something special with the Young Bucks because 2023 for their standards wasn't like a great year, you know. Um, they weren't around as much as a lot of people would have hoped them to be. They, they weren't really doing a lot of like simple tag matches, you know. It was like trio stuff and stuff in between and blah, 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 blah. They didn't really get the get chance to really get the teeth into anything, especially like um, as the year went on, you know. So, um I think 2024. I feel like they may even have a little... I know they're already well established, and I'm sure they're well aware of that, you know. Um, But I'm hoping there's a little bit of a chip on the shoulder for 2024. Yeah. I'm hoping that they're going into this year wanting to win Tag Team of the Year from all the outlets out there. I'm hoping that's how they approach this year. Um, As much as I love the Elite, Y'all know me, I'm a huge at least thing. Um, I think when all four of them together, or even when like it's or it's like three uh a mixture of three of them together, I think it really hurts like the Bucks star power. They don't come off as stars when they're just when they're out there with Hangman and Kenny Omega. Like they 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 come off as very good professional wrestlers that we like seeing wrestle and stuff. So them being them being by themselves, being able to do their thing, like I think I think it's gonna do them no, I know, I know it's gonna do them a huge service. No, mm-hmm. I'll put him. I'm voting right now, Monty. Don't even ask me into the year 2024 tag team of the year. <laughs> Matthew Nicholas Jackson, the young Bucks. Yeah, man. Captain <laughs> Wrestling, man. You know, it's funny because it's like Wrestler of the Year 2024, Nicholas Jackson. <laughs> the three people on Best on my 2024, like... Matthew Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> the people on screen probably already know this, but like, there was like a certain approach that I wanted them to like have to this promo. And like, as soon as Nicholas was just like, Renee, you talk to us with our God given. <laughs> My mom's been like, huge in the chat. I can't lie. My mom's <laughs> huge. Yes, yeah, Good shit, man. Good shit. Um,. Well, yeah, Anjan two dollars says cancer. Cancer superstars are not needed in a holy locker room. I think that's meant to say. Hey, man. When Edge and Christian finally go babyface, and everybody's like so happy that Edge and Christian are back, and the young bucks come out, they're like, "Actually, you two are pieces of shit." Oh my god, yeah. that's gonna be great worry. content. That match, that Wembley especially, like that. Yeah, mm. that's that'll tear the house down. I think the ideas. For a match like that, you know, to be sounds like a can't miss, really, doesn't it? Yeah, especially like, like Edge will like want to like put his heart and soul into it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it seems like one Edge of those will want to die out there. Like, I will he say though, die out there. Christian has been such a strong heel. Like the idea of him as a baby face is kind of hard to compute, which is yeah, hilarious. Like, one right? of the only like, like, I guess what what the old timers would call a quote yeah. real heel. You know, he's one of those they boo, yeah. In in the entire industry, by the way, not just AEW, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's special, man. He's special, he, um, even in his fifties. Because a lot of his babyface run was literally just being Jungle Boy's manager. But yeah. you go back and you think of his feud with Kenny Omega. That was really good shit. Like to the point where oh, yeah. he pinned Kenny for the first, like first person to pin him on over you, and everybody's going, "Oh, that's Hangman spot. That's Hangman spot. That's Hangman spot." The feud in the match was so good, people didn't even care. They were mm-hmm. they were fine with it. Yeah, so. if you go through his career, like historically, I mean, obviously, um, 
he's a generally you think of Christian as a heel. If you look back for his career, he has some great matches as a babyface, really yeah. tremendous babyface. As a character, obviously, he's way stronger as a heel, but as a in ring, he's great at both. So, yeah, that will be the eventual uh, Cope and Christian reunion will be awesome. I have no doubt. Princess Diana, $5. Appreciate you as always. Uh, Matthew and Nicholas save professional wrestling. I'd give them both knighthoods if I was still alive. <laughs> Princess That's Diana, scary. I've always said you shouldn't have been assassinated. <laughs> Conspiracies. Uh, oh, um, I will say real quick as well. It did pop me huge how they were like, none of this applies to Sting. But we got to set an example. I thought that was yeah. a great little way to set this up as well. It's like an unspoken like theme of AEW is that you don't beef with Sting, you just beef with his little friend, Darby. <laughs> <laughs> you have to beat up Sting in order yeah, to do it. Cool, right? But you know, yeah. Darby piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, was just, <laughs> he was something along the lines of like, did you get your check in the mail this week? He's like, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, anyway, My one um, fear... Real quick, my one fear with this is that they're going to try and do the Hardys match again. Like, I have a little bit of fear <laughs> no, that they're going to try and do no, it again. I'm bro. like, please, no. Please, no. 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 And, I, and I was seeing reports of, of Darby and, and yeah. uh, Jeff tore the house down last night. I don't care. I don't care. kind of crazy, bro. I'm not going to lie. I saw a couple clips. I said, well, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it seemed like a like, wholly unnecessary match to have the way they were wrestling it. But, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, hopefully not. Hardies. Mm. It seems like they're turning heel, right? Yeah. It seems that way to me. Yeah, like they're definitely turning. Anyway, half five euro. MFs laughed at me, saying Joe's reign till start of 2025. Ooh, the fuck's laughing now? 12 and Hangman can sit there down till 2025 at least. Hashtag Sam Joe for life. Look, man, I'm not going to be Pardon. mad at any Samoa Joe fan that wants to do a victory lap today. I'm doing victory laps. Get your yeah. shit off, brother. Hobbs been very, he's been consistent on that. I mean, making a point, that's all I ask. You know, make your point. He's sticking by it. Stand I, on it. Stand on I it. I co-sign. I co-sign. I'm, I'm with it. Yeah. And uh, speaking of which, keep the Super Chats coming and yes. we'll go back to AW Dolomot. So, yeah, Young Book's good. Um... <laughs> Yes. RH, RH six man titles. <laughs> RH six man titles. Club Gold defeat Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony. Um, Mughal Embassy got new six. Got new RH six man titles. Um, yeah, man. Kept the show moving along. Didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. Didn't love it. You know. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, we got we got new ROH six man tag chance, whatever that means. Oh. Oh, you. I'm just remembering the exclusive that they posted with the Bang Bang Gang earlier, and they've got a new uh, cardboard cutout of Juice Robinson, and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. But I do actually recommend watching that exclusive because they did feel they did make the title win feel more important as well. But the match was I. Right. I ain't got a lot to say about it. I enjoyed it when I was watching it. I cannot tell you a single spot that happened other than the finish, but yeah, it was, it was a good time. Guns up. God bless. Oh, and the new theme song is good. Anyone that's saying they disagree. It's hard for me to hear it last night on stream, but I listened to it yeah. again today. I like it. I like it. The the pop, the huge pop when the when the spotlight came out, mm-hmm. it's it fire. 
Yeah, man. Uh, Joe, can you think of any <laughs> analytical review content to add to this? What, mate? Jay White throws one hell of a knife edge chop. I mean, oh, it's a nice chop, isn't it, Listed totally on His chest was. I thought this was. I wouldn't necessarily say it was good. It was decent, but more than that, I thought this was like kind of interesting, like watching them wrestle as babyface and watching how the crowd reacted. You know, it's like seeing the guns mm-hmm. work as babyface, the mm-hmm. babyface tag team, and the crowd was like kind of with it. Like it took a little yeah, convincing, but they got yeah. with it. Um, totally owner is there's <laughs> something there. there. <laughs> there's something there, and I don't know if it will ever come to fruition as like a real singles wrestling style but if this is just his role and he's like the kind of terrifying guy in a tag team it, it rules you know it's kind of that faces of fear vibe uh with him and bishop khan so i thought it was decent it, it was a a unique matchup and it was all here when i just found it kind of intriguing to watch them rest away also i did think the finish was pretty well done too so mm-hmm. yeah I thought, it was, I thought it was decent austin gun bumps in a very funny way and it pops me a he lot does. he his bumps for me range from like that was very good to, oh my god, never do that again. So you can only mm-hmm. respect that kind of variety in, yep. a, in a man's wrestling bumps. <laughs> so, yeah. hey, uh, what would you rate Colton Gunn's net breaker out of 10? I gotta give that. Yo, like, that's one of the most original things I've ever seen in a wrestling ring. Doing a Euro step into a net breaker, bro. Like, how did he even think of that? I gotta give like a. I gotta give like an eight out of ten, brother. Like yeah. that's a that's a net breaker right there. I gotta say, um, the guns are a tag team that I cheered for when they when they first came on the scene, like Ring of Honor and then uh early AEW. Because I liked badass Billy. I liked Billy Gunn when I was a kid. Like mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed him. I liked uh, I love Cody, so by extension, I was gonna like his weed carriers in the nightmare family. I was gonna give them a chance. To me, to them just straight up having like go away heat with me because I thought they were dog shit and they weren't getting any better. Um, like I didn't want to see anything to like anything to do with the guns. I thought it was a death of AEW when they put the straps on them. I genuinely think like I, I know I get my FTR bits off, but like they're obviously they're they're they have the ability to wrestle. That FTR guns tag team match was sure dog like that was bad, bro. It was so like I I've come around on the guns, bro. Like I don't know if it's just like the Bullet Club branding or if they're genuinely getting better or if it's just like the, the fact that their character work is catching up. But I'm 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 enjoying the guns nowadays, brother. The match was clearly just like a vehicle to get the titles on the people that they want that to have the titles on. Um mm-hmm. for their story. They didn't go out there really trying to have like epic tag epic trios type of change or whatever it served its purpose it was it was enjoyable enough um mm-hmm. yeah it was it was it was cool i think this is heading towards a uh title unification at yes. um at revolution or at least i hope it is but i agree i think i think that's where they're going with this so I, I like the guns point because it feels like a case of they've adjusted their role and now we can yeah. look at them with a lot more like clarity than when they were the world's chance. It was like this they, they wasn't ready for that. And really, nor should they have been ready for that, right? There was like a couple years into their career. They've just pulled them back enough to kind of like highlight their strengths. And now what you're seeing is because they're in the right spot, their work is coming across way more like natural, right? They feel mm. way more comfortable because they're not trying too hard or to over, overreach and stuff. So 
it's a, an example that I think it's kind of gone on the radar of like it's good creative, right? When they yeah. when they joined Bullet Club, God, I was like, oh, yeah, really? I was, I was so out on that idea, but it's it was the yeah. right idea and it's helped them tremendously. So they were uh, they were impressive here. I agree. Yeah, and the strong personalities sort of on TV as well. Um, yeah. I guess yeah. like, the, I guess one of the main takeaways from this was uh, Bowens. Bowens getting involved towards the end, distracting mm-hmm. the referee or whatever it was that he did, and he kind of aided Bullet Club goal there. You know, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're, we're continuing to build on this. Uh, will they? Won't they? Form this? What did they call it? A super faction? Yes. So, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that one plays out. They, they won't. It's fun. Yeah. Ball's motivations here, like kind of bordering on Russell Prep. I can't lie. Mm, yeah, I, it's dumb. Yeah, I mostly like all the talent involved, so I'm a. It's worth I'm it for the idea chance. that 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 would be a super faction. It's like the yeah. start of an NBA season, you know, when they <laughs> do the team photo shoots, like the top five super teams this year. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it'll be like some shitty Lakers lineup, <laughs> and it's just it's fucking it's 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 LeBron, it's uh it's LeBron, AD, Russell Westbrook, yeah. and Austin Reeves, and you're supposed to believe that this is a big four that's gonna win seventy yeah. games this year. It's like oh fuck, it's all star break. We're, we're below five hundred. Alright, um. Few super chats keep on coming. Big hero Chris, two dollars. Appreciate you. Rest in peace, card blade. Rest yeah, in peace, card blade. they evicted rock. card blade. Well, what's the, what's the juice one called? It's like rock card. Rock card <laughs> juice, juice board. Sporting. Yeah, it's so dumb, and I love it. Short time spurs, five dollars. Appreciate you. I wasn't ready to say goodbye to Jay White's theme, but that new bang bang gang song kind of rules. He'll still use it for singles. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still going to use it for singles. Yeah, probably. Andrew the Giant, five pounds. Appreciate you. Late to the party, but Dustin Rhodes is a beautiful pro wrestler. He's just lovely anyway. Yeah, we, uh, all, we pop- all put him over over here. But <laughs> unfortunately, pop- Charlie kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I popped when he missed a dive. He's missed for 20 yards. That caused Joe's discourse. <laughs> The, yeah, idea, if you know, you know. the idea that wrestlers would like try to do a move that they just never hit, but like, oh my god, this time I got him like Flair going up to the top <laughs> rope, yeah. like it pops me huge every time. It's like this time, this time I'm gonna hit it. It is like a crazy bar, especially for his age. Like he just tumbles to the floor. Yeah, like just, it's not just, like just dives yeah. right out to the floor, bro. He has legitimately well, been doing that. that he what tries to hit? Is it a Phoenix Splash or some shit? The that Stardust rules. Press. Stardust Press. Never the way that he sells that with his base is brilliant. Like the like hope in his eyes when he goes up for it. That is like an actual great wrestling bit, legitimately. The Stardust Press. Um beautiful. Um there's there's some great ones in the G one uh last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah man. Next up we had uh one sec actually there. How about those young bucks <laughs> while we're trying to fill the dead air? Oh my god. I didn't call him Wardlow about stage sake when he was just cold, just basically talking to Wardlow, uh, putting him over, putting him over. And then he got to the end and he's like, you know, he's supposed to say something and he just says, boom. And he just goes <laughs> off. 
I can't do this. I'm so I'm so out on word though. And Adam Cole, a talent that I do like, like him, just him crutching around dynamite, like just him just crutching around these arenas. I don't want to see it, bro. Like I don't want to see it. Like did they think he was gonna be healthy by now. Like I don't. Or healthy enough to at least walk around. Like, I, don't, I was gonna say, I, I think they might have thought he would be out of the boot, but I don't like this. Bro. A rough I don't like this. Yeah, that's a rough visual. How am I meant to take him seriously as a heel when he's walking around on a crutch? It's like, come on, bro! Uh, I feel bad for you. Yeah. He's gotta start beating people with these crutches. He's like, no, like that little motherfucker <laughs> is, is nefarious with those crutches. Don't feel bad for him. I mean, it's interesting that, like, they came into the promotion to make the point by, like, doing these, like, attacks, not taking people mm-hmm. out, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, now that they've revealed no, themselves, they haven't like, just, done anything. You're not doing <laughs> anything. Yeah. No one's attacking like, them. No one's like, getting bro, their revenge. Yeah, now they know who it is. Get back. It's like, bro, at least y'all are like, the only, like, six-man faction in AEW. Like, stop beating people up again, bro. So, here's the thing. That is, like, an absolute error with the writing and it's just bad but this show is almost certainly better with less of that like being a centerpiece so yeah, i think yeah, it's, yeah, one of, yeah. it's one of those ones yeah, you have to take the hit it's, it's, like, just, it's just funny to point out and oh no you, you are 100 right they spent three months with that being the centerpiece of the promotion revealed it and was just like anyway they're now part of the roster so we'll get on with our usual like you're right. It's just, I mean, I care yeah. less about them attacking people. Why do the people that they terrorize not care? Like yeah. we have all moved on so quickly from the fact that they were like beating the shit out of everyone that they could get the that Ross, hand. The for, like, was two in months fear for months. <laughs> I like the idea of like the Ross to seeing who it was and be like, oh, fine, whatever. <laughs> I'm <with Adam> <laughs> like... yeah. yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh, Cash really started carrying a gun because of them. <laughs> Jesus. Um right. next match. Diana Perazzo defeats Anna J. Match was okay. Uh yeah. kind of just another another chance for Perazzo to get kind of her style over and what she's gonna to bring to the division mm-hmm. over, really, you know, and just kind of exhibition it almost. Uh she's now two and oh. Tony Storm was on commentary. And, uh, you know, Tony Storm done her usual stuff. She said she she got on the mark after the match. Said all said her funnies after Deanna Prize. I had like a little interview with uh, was it with Renee? Yeah, it was Renee when it yeah. Renee asked yeah. her about like her goals and stuff, and she's coming for the title and blah blah blah. Like I said, Tony Tony Storm did a did a shtick. I think I'm sure at one point Tony Storm said she was going to punch Deanna in a box, which is yes. <laughs> Interesting promo work. Um, Yeah, man. This is a... I I like seeing the women, especially obviously, it goes without saying in a world total feed, the women getting like live mic time, Mm -hmm. you know, to make their stories not feel like secondary to the men's, you know, especially when it's the world title. So, um you know, obviously Tony Storm is like something that the people in AEW are very, very high on and something that they really want to focus on and kind of it seems to like, want to build the division around really though, like, because you got Mariah May kind of as the person that's underneath, so she can kind of do the more I don't want to say undercard matches, but like, you know, the stuff just below the world title stuff in the time being. 
So Lord, that seems to be the focus. And if this gets more women live promo time and stuff, and so it be. You know, I'm all for it. And I don't even think Tony Storm's doing anything wrong at the moment, really. She's very committed mm. to her character. I'm not into it quite as much as everyone else, but I do appreciate I, I do appreciate the character work quite a lot, to be honest. Yeah. I think her matches are kind of hit and miss because she's still trying to find the balance on a consistent level, uh, on a consistent basis, sorry. Um, but yeah, Diana Prazo, Tony Storm, I think it could... Um, I think it could bring out the best of both of them, to be honest, when it, when the bell rings. Genuinely do think it, because Tony Storm, Tony Storm can be game, you know, and Diana Prazo isn't going to really... You, you wouldn't imagine that she's going to want to work like a smoke yeah. and mirrors, melodrama, comedy match, you know. She's going to want to have like a real-world title match, you know. So um, I'm quite optimistic about this, Charla. Mm, I am about the Diana Tony program as well it feels like the division has direction which is always nice when it comes to the world mm. title because sometimes they just throw them out and they're doing a whole lot and not achieving a whole lot but it feels like we're heading in the right direction so i'm happy about that uh the diana and a j match was it was all right it wasn't offensive or anything i thought it was pretty decent my only issue is the fact that they've kind of been portraying uh anna j as like a baby face the last couple of weeks and then they throw her out against Diana, who's come in as a babyface, which I don't think is the correct role for her, but they're figuring that sort of stuff out. It's kind of an issue when everyone wants to cheer for Tony Storm. But um, yeah, that just kind of highlights the issue AEW has, though, that they don't have a whole lot of undercard hill uh, women's wrestlers that they can just throw against someone like <clears throat> Diana when she's having a match like this. Because like, yeah. like, if you put her against Sky Blue, that's yet another Sky Blue match on TV and we all know how people feel about that at the moment. Nothing against Sky Blue personally. And like Julia Hart, you can't ever wrestle her. She's the TBS champion. Mm-hmm. And that you can't where where are the other heel women that aren't like yeah. like you've got like Mercedes Martinez Mercedes and, and Diamante. Like that's about it. It's kind of an issue that hopefully they will Baker's gonna to come back something. soon. Yeah, <laughs> It's not like it's this dramatic thing that's dragging down the promotion because at the end of oh, the day, yeah. nothing against it. It's, it's just Anna Jay, do you know what I mean? But, like, yeah. let, let, bro, figure out who this woman is, you know, before you throw her out on TV. Like, is she a heel? Is she a baby? Is she a baby face? Like, what are we doing here? Can, we, can you make it clear, please, AEW? Because I'm all behind. And, you know, like if you want to give Anna J like a push in 2024 and, you know, do something with her because people clearly do like her. Well, hold on now. Um, but, what, who is she? Who is she, Ayo? She, Anna J is a very tragic professional wrestler. Um, I don't know if she's ever going to get any better. She's She's had a lot of TV reps and she just is what she is at this point. Like, people are starting to put over what they're getting done in the PC. And maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong, I don't know. But what I do know is the PC couldn't save her, even if they had Jesus himself coming down from the heavens and training prospects. 
I do not enjoy Annie J at all. Um, she's very yeah. slow. She's very unathletic. She doesn't really know what she's doing out there. I do think that it's a testament to Deanna's skill that she was able to go out there and have a decently uh, a decently timed match with her that didn't devolve into online discourse about the women's division. So that's good. We're like three weeks now with no women's division discourse, which is which is fire in my opinion. But um, yeah, man. If 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 Anna J just said, "Look, I'm gonna gonna turn into a backstage interviewer," I'd applaud her. I'd applaud her for 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 knowing where she knowing where her talents lie in this world. You feel me? Hmm. Yeah, she's uh, she's one that splits opinions, you know. A lot of people do like her, but it's not like like and it's I'm not even saying the people that are oh, the people like her because she's hot, like whatever, but put that to one side for one second. You know, <laughs> but like a lot of people do just like Anna J, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but it's never in the sense of like, oh yeah, I love her matches, bro. You know, <laughs> it's it's never it's well, never really it is, bro. Jesus, who cries about everything that AEW puts on television. You're saying energy is good. Like, what's, what is wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Um, people are very engaged. <laughs> and he agreed. You know what I said? <laughs> I always suggest all right each other's neck in the live chat. That's great yesterday. You know, I thought I'd calm things down and be like, suggest or what do you. Thoughts on energy, mate? You know, and he give us a breakdown. Sucks. Anyway. <laughs> Yo, yeah, we, people are engaged because of their time in the dark order, so. We, we we need to stop this whole. Just give them stardom. They'll get them right thing, bro. A lot of white women have gone to stardom, and they've came. They've come back to America, or they've gone back to the UK, as the shitter that they arrived at stardom. So like, it's not just you're not just gonna show up there and become a super worker with like yeah, a sliding Larry and, men a, and, women, bro. and men, a bridging men, suplex. Like, it just doesn't. It's men uh, and women, man. And people are oh, yeah. They could do send them to Japan. Bro, do, do these people want to move to Japan for like months? No, of their I don't, life? don't want to move to Japan. Bro. People just fantasy about this shit, pops man. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, six six months starting. Uh, uh, excursion. Yeah, don't bro, know, don't, want, ja- don't know a word of Japanese. God bless. God yeah, shout out to his brother Brandy Rose. Brandy Rose did a stardom run. Y'all, y'all enjoying her work? <laughs> Who's the one in NXT at the moment that did his stardom run? Blair Davenport? Uh, you talking about, uh, yeah, be appreciated. Mm. Blair's not be awful pretty, uh, mechanic. Yeah, I don't think she's, she's, she's not she's good, awful, but she's but not like awful. She's not a professional you know. wrestler either. I haven't, I have opinions. She's, yeah, she's, <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, sure. Kevin, our good friend Kevin, 499. Monty, my brother from another mother. <laughs> Let me know where I can send my resume to help with the pod. Hook versus Joe, good match. Needed more camera cuts. Uh, take it under consideration, mate. Um, Kevin done pretty bored in his retirement, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he's our like plug for WWE because <laughs> he's just bored. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, send us send us more money next time, you rich bastard. Got some good stock options, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know those dividends are going crazy. 
Fabrizio Romano, $2. And a Jazz 6 month phone to keep it. <laughs> it does rule that we're doing this whole energy thing has been sparked by like probably her most like smooth match in life. Yeah. Like this match basically you, went no, I, I, and used this match it was fun. Exactly, yeah. but he's never done live on stream before. <laughs> wait, 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 what did you say, Marty? What's up? <laughs> you used it to put over Diana, which you've never yeah, done I'm not, I've never put over Diana. Like, somehow I put was, down We, we, we just, just like, bro, just stop. Because, like, the way Marty feels when these sky blue graphics drop, and I'm not, I'm not a sky blue super fan by any means, but I'm not where Monty's at either. The way he feels when those graphics drop, I feel double that when an energetic graphic drops. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit, like, as a Diana fan, I was slightly terrified by this graphic, I will admit. Um, and it did, I thought it went okay. It's, you know, everyone's kind of mentioned it. It's, it's the roles. That's the issue, right? Like, Diana mm. is... The reason Diana was a babyface at the end of her TNA run or impact run was because she'd like earned the audience's respect as a top star, you know. Like she's mm. her demeanor is totally that of a heel. Yeah. Well, I think her work has actually translated nicely through two matches mm -hmm. here. But not only is she a heel who's being pushed as a babyface, she's wrestled two baby faces thus far. <laughs> it's yep. like I mean, and then she's feuding with Tony, who is a heel who is like absolutely a babyface. Let's be real. I you think know, the, yeah, I think the idea that Tony's like an actual heel is like. Hilarious. Yeah. Hurry up and turn tone. Because like the idea yeah. that everybody's been talking about is just like, oh, Mariah's gonna turn on Tony and she's gonna be like the heel that dethrones her or whatever. Which if Mercedes coming in with by all means people are saying that she is, you gotta throw that out for now at least. But um I don't I don't I don't see the purpose of keeping Tony heel. Like the fans don't want to boo her. Like she's Mm -hmm. I don't I don't get it. No. It's very muddy. At one point in this match, Anna was like she's getting a heat, she's working a heat segment, and the crowd was really quiet, and she was like, Come on, and grabbed a headlock. And I was like, Well, that's not quite how it generally <laughs> it's not really how we you know, mm. I don't blame her. She don't know what the fuck she's a baby face or a heel. I don't know, you know. She's a baby face again, but her turn wasn't like really a turn. It's she's just yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's all very... That's the issue. Oh. They need to figure that. And I think the answer is right in front of them, but we'll see if they take it or not. We'll see. Um, Cody Wills, 499, appreciate you as always. I don't know if you guys mentioned earlier, but Cross and Co video with Sullivan was kind of awesome. Love Joe versus Hook. We'll catch up later. TNA Impact is on. Um, yeah, Sullivan. Man, go head to head, brother. Um, yeah, man. Uh, the My cross video package, he posted it on his Twitter earlier. I haven't got around to watching it yet. Um, Love Joe versus Hawk. Yeah, we're going to get to it. TNA Who's Sullivan? Kevin there. Sullivan. Uh, I haven't watched it, bro. Like, I know that Cross, I know Cross posted like a, a remix. Is Kevin I don't Sullivan... know what he's done. <laughs> Chad, is Kevin Sullivan in back in the song. World Wrestling Federation? <laughs> If you're in the chat, uh, earn your paycheck yeah. and go on Twitter and look at Cross's last promo and report <laughs> back to us. Alright, Ibu's on it, people. Showtime Spurs, $5, appreciate it. When Anna J pins Emi Sakura on Rampage next That's week, nice, greater man. than, greater than, greater than, greater than. Um, mm. Speaking of Emi Sakura, give me Emi versus uh, Mariah May for Dynamite next week or something like that. Mm. That's Good what I'm job. trying to see. Yeah, man, uh, shout out Shortown Spurs and uh, yeah, keep the super chats coming. 
Knock it out. I'm trying to get. I'm, I'm instead of not taking breaks and just reading fifteen at a time. I'm trying to. I don't know why, but <laughs> I'm just trying to get through them as we're getting them tonight. Um. Okay, Diana Prize or defeats Anna J. Uh, oh, I want to take a. I just want to take a moment. We're uh, bubble way past the midpoint now, but Ian Riccoboni on commentary, brother. Big man is back. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I think she's tremendous, you know. And I, I love Tony. I think he's doing a hell of a job on play by play on collision. But I actually thought Ian helped the team a lot this week, to be honest. He's awesome, always, man. bro. Like, I get why they want Tony on dynamites, but like, let's let's make this permanent, especially now that he's doing play by play on collisions. Like, yeah. let's, let's make this change permanent. Because he doesn't really have. Tony doesn't really have a role on Dynamite. Yeah, he's, he's just, just like, like the guy who pops. Yeah, he's just there. He just hangs yeah. out and pops. Well, I thought Ian kind of was able to pitch in and chip in in terms of play-by-play at times. And him and Excalibur, I thought did a pretty good job of managing that. And, like, yeah, I, I thought this team worked. Um, Ian and Taz immediately had some chemistry, too. So I know that Ian's, like, he hasn't rushing to be, you know, full-time and stuff. But if he wants to do it, I think he'd be a huge benefit to the show. Ian's a beast, man. Right. Didn't didn't he didn't they offer him the uh, collision job yeah. and he like <laughs> yeah. shoved it off to Kevin Kelly? Yeah, why? and then what is wrong with you? Like I know he's in school, but why? I think it was he said like it was a family thing. I think he's oh okay okay okay. Ian is I think very aware of like avoiding the curse of being fully in pro wrestling. You know, <laughs> he seems he's one of the good guys, so to speak. So yeah, I, I definitely we know for a fact the collision thing was offered to him. When he did collision for that couple of weeks, it was awesome. That was great. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That was great. That was, that was my wow. favorite part of collision. So just a one ninety nine need Vader. I'm sure you talk about Vader Scott uh, on Dynamite too. Uh, I know a lot of people do like Vader, but uh, I, I don't think we need her on. Dynamite. I don't know about Dynamite, but I wouldn't hate her being full time for New Japan as opposed to the New Japan Strong only taping. I've, I've I never really, really like to the... talked to a big, you know. But people love her. It all depends yeah, who she works. With a lot of people like her, yeah. and I wouldn't be mad at it. Her, you know, uh, her chemistry with the gentleman who looks like me is not very good, unfortunately. I mean, the, the, that gentleman's just not very good. What's in his general. name? Man? He's very yeah. young. He's Stuart like, Walker. Or something. He's something Walker. Yeah, he's like twenty. He's like twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. twenty-one, twenty-two. He's, he's crazy. He looks like me. He commentary at the dome. <laughs> he's crazy. Yeah, if he's twenty-two. Call he needs to whatever he's doing, man. He looks like me with much better skin, you know. Like, hang in there, keep fighting the good fight. Don't fall apart. Don't don't wind up doing looking like I'm looking right now. You got a few more years, so <laughs> keep punching. Uh, it appears to have been confirmed that Kevin Sullivan appeared in a Carry Cross video package. That's uh, is he the new general manager of Raw or something? What do you reckon? That's interesting. I might be back. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this AEW stuff. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan and Punk on Raw is all is all they need to buy Joe's loyalty. He's gonna be on the Raw watch alongs every Tuesday. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, um, SmackDown put Tyler Bate on screen. I was just like, yeah, I'm locked in. So I mean, it don't take much. <laughs> All right, second last match from the top. Uh, Private Party defeats top 
flung. And there was a there was a little bit of cheating there, you know. Grab the rope mm, on the pin. Grab the rope. You know, tot, 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 wag your finger and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, man, nice bit of business. Definitely, I, I, I knew as soon as I saw the graphic. We actually did find out. A few of us actually found out like a few hours before the graphic dropped, but and we was like fired up. You know, <laughs> fired up for this tag match. Feels like the AW tag division mm-hmm. is coming alive again. And uh, you know, you got two good young tag teams in there. Still young, really, when you think about yeah. it. I know like yeah. we've been saying it about them since the start of AW, but they are still, still in that category. Um, and yeah, obviously injuries and stuff has have plagued both teams in the uh, in the few years I've been in AEW, but hopefully 2024, they can have a nice, consistent run, and let's see how hard we can go with both teams, man. Both teams, I like a lot top floor, a lot private party. Um, you know, Quinn, quite the athlete, you know. I think he still needs to get into, like, uh, I think he's, like, 100% his sure, physical yeah. best right now, do you know what I mean? Mm. But he, he, he looked decent out there. You know, I think he's still. Marty, for example, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. There's always like a one second, you know, where yeah. I'm trying to figure out if I've froze or I'm on <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, you could definitely see that Quinn is, you know, it did make me laugh. We had a conversation a couple of weeks back about like letting Mark, you know, let him ease into yeah. it. Ten yeah. minutes, top flight. <laughs> I mean, he, um, he, he, like, he gained into a, it. a lot. He bulked yeah. up, like, good weight. Like, yeah. he bulked up with muscle. So, like, I'm he sure looked, he's yeah. still trying yeah. to adjust to uh, working with that size army. Yes. But he, yeah. he he was zipping around the ring. He was zipping around the ring. Yeah, bro. and especially like, yeah, the deep that they got, he, like, he warmed up. and He kind of yeah. got his ribbon back by the end of it. So, I thought this went well, especially, like, once they got past that kind of initial point. Um, and the finish is interesting, right? Like, the, oh, no. in terms of... What that means in terms of direction mm-hmm. for a yeah. uh, private party, we assume are going to be turning heel. I mean, they were kind of doing the like oblivious thing afterwards and celebrating like they won clean, which is always a good bit. So, yeah, I oh, this went pretty well, Charlie. Now that I'm apparently the host for a moment here, um, <laughs> what did you think of <laughs> of this one? I had a lot of fun with this one. I was really happy to see Mark Quinn back and like looking as decent as he did, man. He hasn't wrestled in like what, like 18 months or something crazy. So. The fact that he was able to, like, adjust as well as he did. And he hit a 450, man. I'm all in on it. Like, I'm ready for it. And I am very, very excited of the prospect of Top Flight and Private Party just wrestling each other a lot this year and fighting for that spot to be the ones to dethrone the Bucks. This is, like, I'm so set on this is how the tag division is going to play out this year that, like, if it doesn't, I'll be a little bit sad, but it is what it is, but no. I'm genuinely very happy for Mark Quinn that his performance went as well as he did. And as much as the, like they did the little cheating spot, but the crowd was so into it. I don't know that either of these teams that are like against each other are going to be like heel or baby face. They're just going to be rivals, I think. And that might be the way to play it if that, yeah. if they do yeah. go the Young Bucks direction. Yeah, so. it's they're like an unofficial series, right? Like, you don't mm-hmm. need to actually frame it as best of five, but like they just wrestled regularly and you kind of explored that yeah. matchup and different versions of it. Yeah, it would be it would be interesting. Um, I, 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 I do a little bit of cheating as well. Yeah, like, I was yeah. going to say, I could definitely see them like pulling the tights on a pin the next time to get their win mm-hmm. back. And then just like go mm-hmm. back and forth like that, just mm-hmm. like doing little little cheeky things to one up each other. I like it. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, man. Uh, apologies 
for more technical difficulties. Sorry, it's man. just uh, it was really weird. Normally, when I cut out, like my Wi-Fi in the corner would, like go off, but this time it was saying I was connected. But do we get <laughs> my screen like, just stopped? A, do we get a bigger cut of the money when that happens? Or no, <laughs> you actually get less. Um, I'm still asking. That. I think we definitely need to uh, lay out Monty's contributions during this podcast mm-hmm. and discuss between the four of us if he deserves to yeah. get paid for this episode after that embarrassing display that he just had. Hamza Mohammed, one not you know, appreciate. Dustin Mojo have the best power slam. Shits on Randy Orton's. I think to be fair, Dustin's pass sounds really good. Joe's up there. Joe has the cool thing where he pins the guy like shoulder to right. He, has, he hooks the head. <laughs> yeah, on yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it's up there. There's a few nice ones out there, bro. You know. Yeah. My brother, Unk, Unk, Didier Drogba, five dollars. Appreciate you. Mark Quinn cheating was a disgrace. If you know, you know. Uh, yeah. Also, could you tell Dunga Live? I'm free to help them review the African Cup of Nations. What a beast. I'll uh I'll pass the message on to Park. I'm loving the idea of that as like a segment of Dumb Guy Live. Like and up next, you know, we go from stardom too. Right, the best part is is that like Jamie could probably like grift oh, yeah. his way through that. Because you know? yeah. <laughs> he'll actually be watching it probably because he's probably the biggest football fan out there, so curious to be honest. Um yeah. I love me football, but Jamie's uh Bro's at Anfield lot like, every two weeks. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's uh, he lives and breeds that, uh, that Liverpool shite. Keep right on, mate. So. Uh-oh. Damn again. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. no. <laughs> I was reading something too, and I was like, I might. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah. United drop points. You'll never walk alone, you know? But okay. Where was we? Uh private party, top floor. Has everyone said what they need to say about it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah? We're good. We're happy to move on. Happy days. Beautiful stuff. Sting and Darby Allen video package, you know, talking about their journey the past few years, the twenty six and all. May have the rise. The AEW tag team titles. That was interesting, right? Because mm. I love this. If they go into that match with the Bucks as the champs, I think the result of that match becomes a whole lot more like mm-hmm. interesting. You know, if it was just a match for match's sake, like I would just assume Sting would win. Mm-hmm. They go in with the belts, then I think you're. I think you're in. A, that could be that gave away. So because I would not put it past Tony Khan's, like yeah, we're just gonna have them retire as tag champs. Like that would be. But I think a Bucks win would be much more feasible. So very interesting mm-hmm. indeed. Look, I I just don't see Sting as the type of person that says I need I'm going out on a win. Like I yeah. feel like I feel like he would slap somebody for even suggesting that to him. Like I think he wants to go out on his back and then they just the Bucks clear the ring and then he gets celebrated like the legend mm-hmm. he is. Yeah, I, it's one of those ones in it where it's like he's gonna have to say. See it's, as a fan, yeah. you just kinda you yeah. you ride with that way. So. You have to accept it. You have to accept how yeah. he wants to go around. Yeah. Same Once as the, the matchup itself. QT and Aaron Solo, like, it just well, it is what it is. Well, <laughs> yeah. They're him in a little bit, but yeah, I don't even know. Let's talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's actually talk about this main event. What we all came here for, you know, the name on the market, 
the names on the posters. A couple of cool posters from AEW social media team this week, actually. Yeah, Samoa Joe. Um, but yeah, man, the main event, Samoa Joe versus Hook. The AW World Championship. And uh, I said it, I said earlier on in the show, I've tweeted it. Think, but Samoa Joe's a fucking monster, man. Like, you want to talk about like just having that, that presence of like the champ is here, you know, and just walking out there and just like he carry the way he carries himself, the way he knows what to do at the right time, whether it's facial expressions or actual movements and actual like moves and spots and stuff like that. To go out there with someone like Hawk who hasn't had like extended matches at all in his career, as much as we all love him, as much as we pop for his fucking T-bone suplex and stuff like that, he does have some nice elements to his game. Hook does, there is definitely something there, but he's not someone who's like polished enough to just be able to kind of just freestyle it out there with Samoa Joe, do you know what I mean? So for kind of Samoa Joe to just go out there and kind of take this by the scruff of the neck the way he did. I don't want to call it a carrier job because Hook did do the parts that he needed to fill in very mm. well, you know, and he showed fire in the right moments, he sold pretty well, etc, etc, etc. Um, but Samoa Joe was genuinely like, it was almost like wizardry here, you know, like, like yeah. I said, it's just knowing the right place at the right time, what to do, when, how to do it, when to turn it up in terms of intensity and just kind of outright like brutalness, you know, he just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost funny how kind of, uh, how easy he makes it look almost, you know, like, yeah. And a lot of that is just from the way that he carries himself and just kind of his, like, his in-ring IQ and stuff like that. But he is just kind of, uh, you know, I said it again, I said it yesterday, but the first time I saw someone call Samoa Joe Washed was probably like fucking 2009, 2010 or some shit like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> It's 2024, and I'm not just saying, I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely believe that Samojo is one of the very, very, very best wrestlers in the world today, so I don't, it's, it's hilarious to think that Joe said it yesterday, he, his physical prime was literally 20 years ago, like literally, like we're not just, we're not rounding up, like it was literally mm-hmm. 20 years ago, <laughs> it's... Um, He's one of the great. He's genuine. He's an all-timer, man. He's an all, yeah. on anyone's list, even if you're one of those people who goes deep into the depths of historic pure row, and you want to include all the all Japan women and a few indie people. You know, even the biggest nerds list. I think you you've got to have some other Joe under some serious consideration, man. Because look at this body of work he's producing even now in 2024, Joe Hall. But you set the stage wonderfully well in that I think this match showcased a part of his game that doesn't get nearly enough credit and is actually central to what he's been able to do here in, in this recent chapter, which is his wrestling brain, right? He's actually one of the sharpest dudes in that roster in terms of understanding pro wrestling. And the reason he understands it so well is because he's totally simplified it. You know, Joe, Joe is not like, he's not trying to kind of overly complicate what this formula is. He gets wrestling. And it, it allows him to really kind of color inside the lines in terms of what he actually does content-wise and make so much of it, make everything count. Um, this match was like absolute perfection in terms of the, the, the way this was this was wrestled. I was concerned they were going to kind of have a generic, not generic is the wrong word, but like, you know, like something more 50-50 
and put yeah. over the fact that Hook was hanging and then he would lose. This was miles more effective than that, you know, way more effective. Joe made Hook earn all of the space. Anytime Hook was on offense, it was logical, made sense. They built to the one big kick out. And when Joe, I mean, good Lord, Joe's offense here was probably as devastating as it's looked in the entire run. I mean, he was beating the hell out of Hook. So, yeah, it was it was masterful. And it's one of, it's a great example of, like, how every match should be approached differently in terms of what we're trying to achieve with it, you know? This match was it did two things. It stressed the absolute dominance of a world champ that's probably going to be a transitional champ. But when he, when he loses that belt, it will matter because of how he's presented, you know, and how he presents himself. And also, look what it did for Hook as a defiant wrestler rather than... I'll be honest, I don't think Hook's offense is ready for him to just have a straight-up, like, shootout with Samoa Joe. You know, I don't think it would have worked. I don't think it would have been believable. This, though, was, because here it was just a case of the kid's made of something different, right? He's tough, mentally and physically tough. And Joe sold that so well. So navigate it perfectly. Comeback came and went at the exact moment um, it needed to. I, I can't say enough good things about this. I think it went to absolutely beat for beat, spot on perfection. Yeah, navigated it and put it together, like you said, masterfully, because... You know, it's important that every you, you you also said about like how they you know you kind of fear that they may do kind of your cliche, you yeah. know, upstart versus established champ or established wrestler. It's like oh, we hung in there, and it's like yeah, that that might have worked for a different young talent, you know. But it's important to know that like different things work for different people, and they did have pretty much the perfect match for the type of wrestler that Hook is in the ring technically and also as a, you know, he's what the, how the fans see him, how he's been presented like and stuff and obviously who Samoa Joe is. Um, yeah, I loved it. Uh, the Young Books have tweeted, Nicholas and Matthew Jackson have tweeted. Yep. Charlie, would you like to read this out before you give us your review oh, of Samoa Joe God. versus Hook? Yeah, if anyone was paying attention to me whilst you guys were doing your match review, I'm so sorry because I got the notification and I just went... <laughs> um, but Nicholas and Matthew Jackson have tweeted, call us by our God-given names with a picture of them from last night and we are so fucking back, man. <laughs> oh, good main event, though. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I genuinely nice. actually really no, loved the main tell. event. It was like the best way they could have booked it at this point in Hook's career. Those, like, I know, like, he was not selling. He was like, he was put through the fucking ringer by Joe. Yeah. And there was so much stupid shit on Twitter earlier about the kick out at one spot. The crowd fucking ate it up and it made it's Hook look incredible in defeat. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't, I get the issue personally. Like, if Joe was happy for the spot to happen, that's my world champ, man. I ain't gonna argue with him. Do you wanna argue with Samoa Joe? Like, but bro, do you think you think a producer came up to Samoa Joe and was like, "Look, you're gonna give the kid a muscle bomb. He's kicking out of that thing." Like, no, it was fucking Samoa Joe's idea, bro. Yeah, yeah. I really hope that they follow up on this and give something substantial to Hook because, like, Joe's gonna be fine no matter what. He's gonna have a great uh, world championship reign. But after that hook performance and like them putting him in like the visual of him in the ring with Hangman after as well, they need to give him something. Like, do not let him 
go stale again because I think he really could be something for the company now that they're throwing him in with the big boys. Like mm. he's shown something. Let's run with it. Yeah, there's definitely something that you can. There's, there's some kind. There's like a window open. There's no. There's not a window open. There's a window there. With Hawk now after having this performance in the main event, um, and having like the crowd be behind him the way they were, it kind of it's revived him to a certain extent. So it'll be interesting to see how they play it after. So, yeah, man. Uh, but like you said, Charlie Hook got the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> like his his back was red from like the chop that you know when yes. the Samoa like, sits you up and <laughs> gives you that crazy chop to your back. Like his back was all fucked up from that. And he drags into the outside, does that brutal urinagi onto the announcer's table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. Like, the way his head ricocheted off of that, I was like, oh my <laughs> fucking God, he's just killed her on live TV. <laughs> <laughs> and he just fucking It was really him. easy he to buy him over the apron as well. Mm-hmm. Just... That apron power bomb, bro. That's a spot that people don't like talk about a lot, but that looked. <laughs> The body shots, Joe. The body shots. And it's like the atmosphere for this and the energy for this was totally different to anything else on the show. And I don't mean that's not we've talked about the show. We like the show. Mm-hmm. This this came to life like it was the biggest prize fight in the world. Like it, yeah. it felt like it, I was talking to Marcus last night about it was, it was like it felt like a boxing match, you know, it was like it like exploded, right? It was yeah, the energy was different for this. It was, and that's kind of what Joe brings, right? As we keep, we kind of talking about the presence, but also Hook. There's a novelty to Hook in this spot, right? What does this look like? Really smart play. I, I, I yeah, I love this clearly. Yeah, man, that's a lot. Samoa Joe's first defense in the books, eh? Look, when Hook when Hook came on the scene, he was a fun he was a fun little meme for the fans. Like, oh, it's Hook! Send Hook! And then, you know, you wanted to cheer for him because he's Taz's kid. And then you... He's got something. He's got something. And you got saddled with, like, being the fifth guy in Best Friends and, like, the Hook housing nonsense. And then, like, he was just doing, like, weird, like, FTW-verse stuff. And I was just like, is this kid any good? Like, I, I started, like... His stock like plummeted with me for a long time. Like I was like, I'm not, I wasn't really trying to see him anymore. This match, bro. This match completely revived Hook to me. Like this, this, this shit was great. Um, Samoa Joe, one of the greatest of all time. Like Monty said, the way they laid this out was was beautiful. Um, you know, the little bro Chris O'Bread, he said, whoever put together this match deserves to get their ass ate. And I'm not going to go quite that far, but I understand where my brother was coming from when he decided to tweet that out. He tweeted it? Um, yeah, he mm-hmm. tweeted that. He tweeted that. It's still up. It's, it's, it's got like 800 likes, bro. Like, you know, apparently, this. people agree with him. <laughs> apparently, people agree with him. But um, I, I, I love this match, bro. I love this match. It's up there with like some of my favorite shit that Joe's done in AEW with like the Derby matches. And like um, up there with the Derby matches, up there with the uh, the Grand Slam match, that was great. In spite of MJF, but um, yeah, man, it was great. It was a great time. I honestly was not expecting that. Like I was expecting it to be a good little match that we could be like, we could point at the WWF and be like, huh, that wasn't no gender fest, was it? But no, that was that was genuinely 
a ton of fun. And I, I'm 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 still trying to think how we get Samoa Joe more title defenses before Revolution, with like while meanwhile swerving Hangman are like trying to kill well, each other for a defense. How do you like skip that and get people to fight Samoa Joe for the world title? So before I go any further here, I'm aware that he's lost a couple of title matches, so it's a little shaky, but. It's very interesting that comment that Joe had about Moxley in the mm. media this week. Interesting. And Moxley on Collision, his segment is advertised like John Moxley returns. Yes. I think there's absolutely a chance that Mox comes back and is just like, I heard the shit that Smojo is saying. Interesting. Yeah. And that's the the thing is, and again, like I get why they wouldn't want to because Mox just lost the triple, but Mox is the kind of guy that's like, you can microwave him up in one segment, right? Oh, like absolutely. one promo segment, that match is sold. Um, oh, losing that triple crown title isn't exactly, yeah. I know, and that, that match is, yeah, that is very compelling to me. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, this hook one kind of showed they can, like, it's easily done, right? Hook did one pre tape, we were there basically. Mm -hmm. So, hopefully, we get at least one more before they fully lock in on the triple threat. Um, in terms of opponents, there's a million options, right? Charlie and I have been working on this Zack Sabre Jr. agenda yes. for about seven months. So. We are campaigning. Yeah, I don't feel like we're any closer, but... No, <laughs> but we're trying. So, yeah. Brian Danielson, bring him back from Japan with you, please. Yeah. There's a there's an opportunity to be had there with that that face that Joe made while looking at Swerve mm. and Hangman. He was like, he, like for the first time in AW, he looked genuinely like terrified. There's a little opportunity there for for him to be like, I'm not wrestling these motherfuckers. You can't make me like just as a, like just being a heel, bro. Like, just being a heel. <laughs> like, I'm not wrestling them. Like he, Max, come on down. I'll wrestle you. Like yeah, especially in a triple threat. It feels like the route to the triple threat can have some some ups and downs, right? Because mm -hmm. it's like, and I'm not sure how you do that because you wouldn't want to do usually in this situation. You'd have the two contenders of a singles match. You don't want to do that here because you don't want to burn one of those. Swerve and Hangman, when they wrestle singles matches, it should be like a In big a deal. You know, that should be that should be your double or nothing main event or whatever. Um, so, yeah, you're going to have to figure out a way to get the triple threat that makes sense. So it'll be interesting. Some interesting wrinkles here for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Have we, have we lost Bobby's <laughs> sound? Here we can't hear you. Oh, no. I can't hear you. <laughs> This is an explicit <laughs> event tonight, folks. Um, I'm back. Okay, good. There you go. Oh, he's gone again. He's actually, <laughs> now he's actually no, now muted. He's, now he's muted <laughs> himself <laughs> on StreamYard. We're doing incredible. Dynamite has incredible. been good for so long that this, the show is now breaking down. It, you know it can't is. function this way. <laughs> he's, he's over there watching the total nonstop action. He's over there watching yeah, CNA. Yeah. He's got us. He's got us over here doing the Dynamite review, and he's, he's got the Nemeth match. <laughs> Monty's mic heard him praising so much Dynamite, and was like, "Fuck mm -hmm. this!" Like, it's not, it's not right. what I this, up for. Am I on? Yeah, yeah you're on. Okay. You're on. We're here. Okay. Um, see, now what I said doesn't have the same effect because it was in reaction to what Joe was saying. What did I say? We could redo it. You, you were saying something, and I said it's funny that you should say that. What and, was um, I saying? So what about Hangman versus Swerve. Oh yeah, you should burn the matches. Um, yeah. wasn't say okay after after the match all the afters. Ao of course kind of touched on it when he said about like you know uh, Samoa Joe having to face kind of like Swerve and Hangman, but yeah, uh, Hook. You know, like Samoa Joe was going to kind of 
I don't know. Dap or cook for you know, shake his hand or something, but he just gives him a low blow, you know. Swift kick to the car, <laughs> yeah. what a beast! That was like, nah, you know. Uh, he kind of yeah. deserved it though, really. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, before, before, Joe could do, before Joe could do any more damage, um, you know, Hangman comes out. And then Swerve kind of appears like a like a horror villain. For <laughs> he, kind real, yeah. just, he kind of just appears for the crowd. Hey, oh, listen, yeah. I'm not a warm door, it's in this deal. What'd you say? I, I just said you know. <laughs> um, oh, okay. And then I'll question Warm directing his next question directly to you. But uh-huh. well, what we're doing with this eye makeup with Swerve, bro. You know, look, bro. You, it's very interesting. You, 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 you wouldn't get him, Marty. The, I don't. The, the theme that he's putting over is that it's he, like he hasn't sleep. He cares about is the all elite wrestling mm-hmm. world heavyweight title. And it's until he rips it from that Samoan named Joe's filthy claws. He won't sleep. All right. He won't be able to sleep. Why? Because it just means <laughs> that, he's he's obsessed, it means that much to him. Yeah. He's driven. It he's means obsessed. That much to him. Yeah. That's the like seriously. The swerve character is like he is now conceded. He'll do whatever it takes. Right. He broke into dude's house to take his spot on the card. Like he's <laughs> that's where he's at. The online has been it's been increasing as weeks go, have yeah. gone by. I noticed it about like a month ago, maybe like three weeks ago. Like he has been he really upped it this week. It went from like yeah, oh he's wearing eyeliner what, to whoa probably, he is bizarre. wearing eyeliner. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> like it's so like uh, at first I was just like okay this is appealing to a certain def- demographic and Spurs very real for it. But this week I was just like oh wow no you are a villain. This is what we're going for. Needs he did also. You need to put a blender, he bro. He's not the um, he's not the first black man, black man with dreads to do this uh, eyeliner thing. Shout out to Playboy Cardi. Okay. <laughs> Actually, no shout out to Playboy Cardi. This music is dog shit. <laughs> he <laughs> made a black man with dreads the, um, do eyeliner. The coffin match this week as well, which I thought was interesting because he was just like, I haven't been the same since that coffin match. I was just like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, true. That reminds yeah. me, he said a similar thing to Ayo Nibu, you know, yeah. in, mm. on the WrestlePurist interview as well as Strickland, mm. they up to full gear, you know, and I think you should check that out if you haven't seen it already. Yeah, I do too, you know? yeah. It's very good. But yeah, man, um, the main oh, event scene open. is very lively at the moment, isn't it? It is very oh, really? lively in the sense that Samoa Joe is our world champion, and like I said before, very good start right there. You know, so Strickland is the emerging next main event solidified superstar in AEW. That was a very long way of putting it, but you all know what I mean. And Hangman's Hangman, you know, he's he's definitely been revived with the mm-hmm. with the Swerve feud, really, even though he's been a loser in it. But you, we, we've spoke about this before, but we, we all assume that Hangman is going to build more substantial wins like he did mm-hmm. last week. In order to actually realistically earn 
this title shot, what we all think he's going to get. So, yeah, the AEW main event scene is very lively. Um, MJF, you know, he's still out of the picture at the moment. Uh, Adam Cole and Wardlow's kind of like looming, but not too much. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's there, but it's not too much. Um, and obviously, like Joe's mentioned, we're, we're fantasy booking potential max match here. You know what I mean? We, we got we got stuff popping off, man. We got some good I mean, stuff. oh, there is a... There is a very clear route to another Joe versus Wardlow match in the whole Adam Cole and Joe had a deal thing and Wardlow and Joe have history. I'm not really begging for this match to happen, but there is a there is a clear lane to it. There is. I just... That's pretty I don't, important. I don't know if I can do it again, and, man. And then do, do you sacrifice this entire Wardlow rebuild on him losing a TV? title match no like, it feels too soon there was that yeah. line when when cole said it he was like hopefully you're still the champ by the time wardlow gets there and i was like yeah hopefully not <laughs> because they had two matches the tv one was was like okay pretty good even the pay-per-view one was uh yeah that wasn't that wasn't even man's finest hour so yeah, it's just interesting stuff Look, it's not. I think we've seen enough of you at this point tonight. It's not a complicated formula. You give him guys that can do a lot of the movement and that he can mm-hmm. throw around and hurl around and beat the hell out of. Putting him up with big men is just is kind of wasteful, honestly. Um, it's different if it's a if it's a brawler that's different. But Wardlow's not a brawler. He's just big. You know, he's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like he's going to stand there and trade bombs with Joe. So yeah, he should wrestle Shingo go to Kagi instead. He really should. Yeah, there's a lot of matches or yeah, Ishii, or you know Zack Saber Junior. Like yeah. he might be, that might be a good match. All of them, line them up. Um, all right, half two euros. Appreciate yeah. Unhook versus Joe. I kind of wished for more Taz references, and in his next live chat, he put slash um, involvements. Um. Yeah, man, obviously, look, Taz's involvement was always going to be like an awkward one to juggle. I think Joe pointed it out kind of earlier on in the week. Um, yeah. I think he suggested something along the lines of like having him at ringside instead of on yeah, the Yeah, because it would have been a... Yeah, I think it's hard, like, when you're doing a sports presentation, it's difficult, you know? Yeah, uh, it, it's tough to juggle it, but I think that although it was a... Uh, interesting to see how Taz would kind of deal with juggling it. Um, obviously, we've seen Taz commentate hook matches before, but like, this is obviously a very different occasion, you know. Um, well, I thought, you know, like when he lost his mind, when he like, uh, after the kick out at one from the muscle bus day mm-hmm. and he hits the T-bone and he like even curses on commentary at one point, he's like, oh shit, he's going crazy, you know. <laughs> like I felt like the peaks of those moments oh, yeah. kind of worth yeah. the rest of I the thought having some awkward moments with it. I thought his performance was tremendous. I just, mm-hmm. the presentation of wrestling that I prefer, I would have avoided it because I think it comes across a little bit. Yeah, yeah especially at the end with the beatdown angle and stuff. That's yeah, when, for it's... me, we're just like... Taz is on there commentating on his son's beatdown. Like, yeah. Exactly. Now, again, to be clear, from a performer point of view, I thought Taz handled it as well as he possibly could yes. have handled it. Um, I thought they should have used Taz at least for a pre-tape on uh, over the weekend to hype the match because 
it's such a natural story. They kind of just kind of mm-hmm. hinted at it and used it like in passing. But yeah, I thought for one at one point Taz was going to throw the towel in, but he kind of yeah, like he, he I thought he did it well. It's a very difficult thing, and I don't know how you kind of. <laughs> You know, he's getting the hell beat out of him and it's like this really dramatic moment and poor Taz is there calling it. It's, yeah, it's difficult. Mm, it's tough. But yeah, no, that would have been, that would have been very cool to see Taz at ring so for that. I think they should like kind of consider those things a bit more, you know. Anyway, mm. half two euros, appreciate it. Kukina Clutch 2 Taz. It's Kukina Clutch 2 Taz would have been beast. True. I, I kind of thought it was awesome though that Joe didn't even like he didn't acknowledge Taz, he just killed Hook mm. right in front of him <laughs> and then walked off like marched around the ring. Yeah, like he did it like not my problem, bro. Like you see it on commentary, like <laughs> <laughs> business is business. Hook started that was, it. Joe finished that was it. classic Joe, the walk around the ring. Mm-hmm. Oh, in the yeah. moment, you're like, what an incredibly cool visual. But what he's actually doing is buying Hook some time there, right? Letting the referee mm-hmm. get some time with Hook. That's, you know, that's that's there is the experience of like a, a pro of that level. Awesome. He's a monster, man. He's a monster. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Young Books have tweeted. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We have some why, is everyone, why is everyone saying Great the card is leaving you? Chat, what are you it's, talking about? Um, Find it. Here's some news has broke, oh, folks. Not in the Rainmaker. Why would he believe it? Rainmaker is all entertainment. Let's go. Um, oh, I, I just heard. found the tweet. It's yeah. <laughs> Who's the tweet? Uh, from New Japan Global. Oh my Jesus. god! <laughs> they, they did the whole. They did the graphic. Oh, of course yeah. it is. Barry Broom. Barry Broom don't Bro. fuck around. Okada to leave New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. They said it wasn't going to happen, but... Oh, someone filled yeah. dead air just wants to do the... Look, it's... Uh, it, I'm not... This was something <gasps> when we talked about it that I just felt with the with the money that's on the table right now, I kind of... Even with Tanahashi as the president, I kind of thought this was in play just because the big two in the States are... They're throwing money around right now. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's wild. And for, for him, his age, if you're going to do it, I guess it's time. As a wrestling fan, I think it's a shame, to be honest. And that's, you know, I'm, he could do what he wants to do, obviously. But Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm just reading the thing. Uh, it says that his contract is up on the 31st of January, which is very soon, but doesn't surprise me. Uh, we apologise to fans for the abrupt nature of this announcement, but join them in wishing Okada the very best in his future. As the New Beginning series begins this weekend, Okada will appear on February dates the 11th in Osaka and the 23rd and 24th in Sapporo. Changes made to forthcoming cards with an announcement will follow. Bro, I was just going to say, he's literally advertised on dates till March. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, not anymore. That's crazy. It's yeah. It's uh, wow. It's going to be an interesting year for that promotion, as I think a lot of us forecasted. Um, yes, I'm scared from uh, yeah. Japan. I've been, but I will like, say, uh, what they are doing better than anybody else right now. They're they're making the main event stars of the future over there. For they're sure. doing it better than WWE. They're doing it better than AEW, bro. Like, wow. Just, so. They're doing it better than bro. Shut the fuck up, bro. Brown Breaker. 
bro. Shut the fuck no, up. No, 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 no. Oh, you talking about Elba Femi or something? This is an Elba bit. It's just a We're going to do Rob Baker versus Yoda Suji and show the woman no band for band. I'm taking those two any day of the week. Bro, I'm taking I'm taking over Femi over like any of the Musketeers, bro. No, I'm dead. Let's not do this, bro. Please, insane. Lift the bit, brother. Bro, I thought Kimi is coming. I think it's shown that they're not that Okada will not be part of the process of bringing those young guys. Yeah, like that's what bombs guys over, bro. Yeah, and look, I think we all want you know that dude's gonna get paid, and God bless him. I mean, good for him, but. uh yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Y'all didn't see this coming? Wait, Holbert, we're going live tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about this like extended tomorrow, obviously, because yeah. I'm sure a lot more is going to come out. Uh, the newsletter comes out tomorrow. Dave always seems to think he knows what's going on in New Japan. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll figure out a bit more as it comes. I'm sure Sean will probably find something out. I know it's New Japan. It's not really his forte, but... He's got so many sources and stuff, Sean. Has, he's bound yeah, to, and it's trending. He's bound to hear something, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, bro, no bits about Oba Femi. You know, I've got people in the live <laughs> chat talking. Bro, I promise you, if someone came to me yeah, and said, Ren Narita and show a room or Oba Femi, I'm on everything that is holy, bro. I'm not joking or doing a bit. I'm taking over, bro. All day. All day. <laughs> all day. Um, Shota, if you, if it was if it was Shota and Suji, then I may I may concede, but I'll never admit to it publicly. Um, damn, bro, Oberfemi, who needs musketeers? Musketeers when you've got the one, you know. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, Carter, leaving New Japan, man. Fucking insane news to break the You know That's who depressing. Samoa Joe should wrestle? <laughs> 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 How does Okada on weekly television work, bro? I don't like it. Uh, it could get spooky, bro. I ain't gonna lie. We saw a glimpse of it when he came over for that tag match. <laughs> Maybe that visit was more than it was. Just, it was just an appearance. So, and Samoa Joe's cutting his big promo in a suit, you know, doing his best, looking like right. a real world champion. The coin drop. I know that ain't who I think it is. <laughs> there we go. We're cooking, you know? Bro, like, hey man, we all said about uh, Samoa Joe retaining at Revolution. If they. Drop the coin at Revolution after Joe retained. It's this is such a fascinating story because about a month ago, Monty and I did a Friday show where we kind of we settled on our pre, on our predictions. I think we both said, I don't know if you did, didn't we land on AEW because he probably wouldn't have to leave Japan. He probably just get flown in for TVs. I think I might have said WWE. Okay, we had the whole thing though, right? And but yeah, well, I think I, Tanahashi, I wanted to be the. Uh... What's it called? Devil's Advocate or whatever. Yeah, Tanahashi got announced as the president, and we all just went, well, that settles it, never mind. Mm. <laughs> Meanwhile, Barry who, Bloom don't give a fuck. Who's <laughs> going to tell Ash? Ash uh, is going to be heartbroken. No, we have yeah, to be Ash, the yeah. wrestle purists. This is what he gets. 
<laughs> it, is, it is what Ash gets, you know. <laughs> Seriously, though, congrats to TNA on getting this big star. God bless. Bro, could you imagine? That would be, that would be fucking incredible. Nuts. Nick Nemeth and Kazuchika Okada at Sam's it Town. Mate, it Vegas. all makes sense now. You know, that last sense. appearance he did where he kissed the TNA logo. He, right. he did the old bit of just like, I never hated TNA. Like, bro, we know what you are. Why are you lying? <laughs> Kazuchika Okada's statement, I have nothing but gratitude for having been a part of New Japan Pro Wrestling since 2007. And for the New Japan Pro Wrestling to bring me in from a 19-year-old kid off the plane in Mexico to the Rainmaker I am today. Thank you for the best of companies in New Japan Pro Wrestling, to the best of opponents that I have been able to face here, and to the best of fans that have cheered and booed over the years. I promise to make it rain in every match I have left, so keep watching. Well, we say this This a lot. This is depressing, bro. I'm I'm upset. Yes, Um, it's uh, it's rough. But uh, we say it a lot, it's a cliche, but... In this case, I think it's more apt than ever. Hell of a run, firstly, right? I mean, good lord. Yeah, it's like it's the uh, the first of many. Whoa, wrestling in 2024 is crazy, bro. Those tweets <laughs> suck, bro. <laughs> oh, it's so wacky. 2020, shut the fuck up, bro. I think there are definitely elements to this that are going to leave a lot of us feeling the way I just kind of spoke to. Mm. Like, mm, I don't know. We'll see. Sorry. Main event of all just got bro. real different. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Bro, New Japan without a card is going to be nuts, but this is also just incredibly fucking funny to me, well, so I can't... Like... No, I, I, no, yeah, I can't... I, I, it's I, always It is funner. interesting. It's, it's just, always funner. It's, uh... Because <laughs> no one <laughs> believed it would be happening, and I was just like... Gonna... <laughs> I think for Cause... a lot of... It's kind of... Yeah, I don't know. We need, to get can... the, we need to get one of the Joshi fans that Ash is always horrible to to DM him like Ash, what, what? happened? <laughs> I can say this now that this has come out, but I heard like a month ago that this was like that he was like leaving. I was just like, I don't believe you. Like yeah, I don't believe Chuck, that this is happening. Chuck, Chuck scooped us on that. She told us that the boys are pretty much prepared for Okada to be out the door. Mm-hmm. That was where the, initially that was where the stories were trending too, right? Remember when it was like, because yeah. it did feel like if you just looked at it from the outside looking in, a cold look, it's like at the age he's at, if he ever wanted to do a run stateside, this would be it, right? You'd, this would be the moment to do it. He's done everything he's doing in New Japan. It's just, I think for a lot of fans who want a kind of, you know, a healthy wrestling ecosystem, whatever the hell, this is kind of jarring because it's like, that's going to be weird. But God bless him. God bless him, man. He's gonna make a lot of money. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's gonna make a lot of money. Uh, maybe the most ever from a Japanese import. Mm. I think that's yeah. Gen- I think you can probably on the card. Yeah, I think he's. I think it'll be many times over. To be honest, I think yeah. He's because like, who, who would you I, say if you had to guess at the moment? Shoto baby. Hey, Amen. Uh, yeah, if you had to guess, who's the highest paid? Person to like Japanese person to come from Japan to a major promotion, highest paid would probably be Shinsuke. It's, it must, yeah, yeah, it's Shin just Shin based off like yeah. seniority and how long he's been on the WWE roster. It's probably making, yeah. if not if not a million, very close to a million. I don't see anybody else right now that's making 
anywhere yeah. near that and or this, has made that. Asuka's probably past. well looked after, but I'm talking like someone coming in, like they're coming in. Contract. Oh, right yeah, away. This is a oh. very different. Um, Shim would be the, would the leader there, but this probably. is a very different landscape in that yeah, this when is, Shim this came is. in, there was no other bidder to that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, this is going to be, Tony Khan, if, if this is going to be a bidding war situation, Tony Khan is not going to want to lose out on God, that's an understatement. You know, so you're, I mean, he's set to make millions. serious, serious money here. Millions. Yeah. Uh, Ajahn PN, $2. Appreciate your big nose. Stay the F away. Look, this might be, this might be cold. And it probably is. I don't know. It, uh, but I don't, I don't see him going to WWE, which is a situation where you have to move to America. When you, Okada has a wife who makes a lot of money doing voice acting in uh, Japan. Probably makes more than he does. Has a newborn child. Well, they're like one year old now, but has a very, very young infant at home. I don't. I just don't see him moving over here. Oh, as opposed to AW, where he could just fly in. A lot of money involved, though. There's a lot of money involved. I settled on the same conclusion as AO, which is that I I just think because AEWA would be more flexible with their deals, I think it would make more sense because he would. I mean, we've seen it with Osprey. He could absolutely just fly him from Japan when he needs him for tea. I mean, Tony Khan would do that without really sacrificing a lot of the money. Now, um, I think if he if he goes to WWE, it will be a case of that is specifically what he wants to do, which he may. We don't know. Mm But, they, but in terms of money-wise, I mean, they're both going to be incredible offers. So. Oh, yeah. He's not, we've, we've said it about five times. He's going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Because... Do we, especially especially when we know, because it was reported as much about a month ago, we started to really snowball these conversations of mm-hmm. Carter potentially leaving before New Japan became... No, before Tanahashi became New Japan president. You know, like the story was WWE's interested in Okada. You know, and um, that was reported a couple of places. I think then like, Dave was like, "Oh well, it's nothing new. Uh, they've been, in, they've always been interested in him. It's nothing really to report." But right. seems like it's uh, it felt yeah. I don't it know. Feels, yeah, yeah. WWE, basically, WWE, AEW. Obviously, they were never gonna have like a free run at him. But it seems like WWE like are actively like wanting to bring Go Carter in. Well. Ibu's talked a lot about what they're trying to do in terms of like the way they're viewed as a place for international talent to go, right? And anyone, we can all feel however we want about that as a project, but if you're going to do that project, Okada is like <laughs> the ultimate target for that, right? If you get right of Okada, you make a point 100%. 100%. there. I am fascinated by what that would look like because well, Edgeco well, Okada well. being a guy on Raw is like mind melting for me. I don't know what that looks I'm not saying it's bad, I'm just saying it, it doesn't compute for me, you know? So. I guess we'll find out perhaps soon enough. I don't know. It's so much easier for him in AEW in terms of just being over and stuff Bro. as well, you know. Yeah. Go if on, he Chad. does go to AEW, it makes the main event of Battle in the Valley fucking hilarious. Yeah, just, <laughs> just <wrestle laughs> again on Revolution. <laughs> it's like, bro, let's just run it back again. Like, yeah. Oh, Tony Khan tweet bro. from earlier is also now very funny because he tweeted that it's going to be an amazing year for um, AEW. Yeah, I. Uh... What there may, is, yeah, what? there may have been saying too that legitimately, like, yeah, it was weird how he just tweeted that. Because obviously, I'm a it's very sad to admit, you know, I am an aggregator, so I do have my notifications on for Mr. Tony Khan. And um, when that popped up, I was thought it's just weird, do you know what I mean? Like, it was just yeah. weird the way that he just did that, especially now. 
um, maybe there is some, you know, correlation or whatever the fuck. This what is, is, as a big AEW fan, I've loved New Japan. I've loved New Japan before AEW was even a twinkle in Matthew Jackson and Nicholas Jackson's eyes before they started <laughs> it dual-handedly. Like, this is, this is, this is depressing, like, him going to AEW would soften the blow, but I still wouldn't be jumping in for joy doing backflips. I don't want all of my favorite New Japan wrestlers to go to AEW. There's yeah. there's a lot to be, like, it, having variety is a bonus. Like, I'm going to watch these New Japan shows anyway, so why wouldn't I want to be able to turn them on and see Osprey, see Okada, as opposed to them all being in one company? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, no, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. No, I do agree. It's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I wish I wish you would be a lifer at New Japan. Yeah. I really do. It doesn't. It's a really tough thing to speak about it's because ultimately it's his choice, and you can't even be happy from because he's gonna you know he's gonna come out of it. Yeah, because he's life changing money no matter how much he's made. Yeah, how much his wife made. But as fans, I think we're in a similar place of like they really need him right now, and this may not be the best thing for the wider industry or like you know and, and that's not look that isn't okada's problem he needs to make sure he's still he's you know he's done more than enough for that company um but as they introduce all of these fresh faces and try and get a new generation to that level it'll be really nice to have because you've got a there to to assist that and he's not gonna be so it's gonna be tough it really is gonna be tough yeah it's um again just like how did they not know that this was happening well I must. I don't know, man. No, no I've, bro. What are Bushi Road cooking? You know, I feel like a lot of people. You know, because I feel I feel like Tanahashi getting being being made like New Japan president, like perception wise, kind of covered some of the cracks for a lot of fans, especially like also over in the oh, Western shit. shit. You know, for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, bro, what is? Bushy Road cooking. I think I've been saying that for the past six months. So some yeah. weird stuff going on. Anyway, some super chats and we're gonna get out of here. Uh Custodian Lexus King of 499. I appreciate it as always. Me versus Joe, non-stop aura. The custodian versus the Samoan submission machine. I will make Samoa Joe a registered Lex offender. Hmm. Uh Andrew the Giant Fourth Pounds, appreciate you. Tony D found his contract in the Yakuza. We are so back. Lexus King versus Okada in NXT. Genuinely, they might do Okada versus Shinsuke seven minutes at WrestleMania. Genuinely think that's not um a crazy assumption. Half two euros, appreciate you. The one Idman versus the Rainmaker TNA title. Big business. Aside, you got something. Aside, there, prime Dolph Ziggler versus Kazuchika Okada. Mm. No, I'm <laughs> saying if man. if we could go into the time machine and get. Oh, you saying the water man? The water man was looking It's a lost match now, bro. Ships in the night, you know. It's what we lost it. Shows and spells two dollars. Okada fears Chad Perry. Uh, Andrew, Andrew one <clears throat> is there a chance WWE negotiate a Rumble appearance early? No. Isn't the the Rumble's be, uh, yeah twenty seventh January? Yeah. Contract yeah. ends first. Oh, I don't think there's any chance of that. Even if he is going to WWE, I, I don't. Wrestling. Rumble. I mean, WWE said no chance. The idea of a WWE said book, we will give you a million dollars if you let us have this one hundred years early. How much mm. does that visual roll like? He might be talk? on a. Hang on, let me 
he might be on a card like that day in Japan. Yeah. I don't think. I, I also think it would be like with all the star pair and that introducing him that way and having him like stroll around the ring for him four arms. Just yeah, I don't know. I think probably not the way. As funny oh, as it would be. Anyway, um, P four ninety nine. Appreciate it. Watch Dongo live for a full Okada career retrospective next week, next Tuesday yes. at seven thirty p.m. Oh, Eastern, twelve thirty UK time. Uh, yeah, not a better place that you're gonna see anything like that. So, Okada career retrospective because I don't know if those guys are gonna be tuning into WWE if it's on there. So, um, it really is a career retrospective for them, not just a New Japan one. Um, all right, Sean Massap has just he's just dropped or he's dropping a whole lot of details on the Okada news. So, um, that's what I'm gonna leave you guys with, I guess. So, so everyone. It's going to be eager waiting for that to drop, I'm sure. Um, tomorrow, myself, Joe Hall, but we'll be back again with all the latest updates. Of course, we're going to probably be leading with this exact news here. But of course, right now, we don't know all that much about it. But we're going to we're going to pick it apart tomorrow. Um, maybe if he will join us because he does sometimes join us on those afternoons and we'd kind of do like a fake worldwide. Um, will Chisholm, $5. <laughs> New Japan without Okada just sounds weird. That's really going. What's really going on over the questions as well as mine, bro? I think, I think you could ask what New Japan's cooking, what Bushiro is cooking. You could ask what's going on over there. But at the end of the day, if you don't have the funds, you don't have the funds. I think they in almost, this case, yeah, I agree. They they almost died during the pandemic, like legitimately, and then now. On top of that, the yen is way down. Like I know that the yen is down is a meme. It's a meme, but it's it's legitimately very weak right now. So if if you like, if you just there's a lot of money at play here, and if you just can't pay these people, they're just gonna go somewhere that can pay them. And I don't yeah. I don't know if that's an indication of anything bigger other than there's a lot of money being thrown around and and Bushiro's just not the ones throwing it. Yeah, mm. you don't have to be a particularly you know well scoopster to know the money between the big two in the states right now is. There are some crazy offers out there. You know, I mean, it's it, if ever there was a time, this is it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. going to get all into it tomorrow. Uh, yes. But yeah, we'll be back tomorrow, Friday, about, I don't know, we, we usually do about 1 p.m. Eastern in that area. So, something around then. So, keep your eyes on the WrestleCurious page. And uh, we're going to try and get up to date with all this madness that's been going on since mm. we've been streaming. And uh, yeah, catch you next time. Like, subscribe. Thank you for all the super chats. Thanks for watching. And peace. Where's the new intro? There it is. Peace. Peace.